Hello, I'm AT. Welcome to the Bulldog Gear podcast, where we aim to open up conversations and create discussions around the practical habits, ethos, and philosophies of the most successful people in our industry. Here, we will endeavor to identify, unpack, and discuss the actions and habits of fiercely successful individuals in and around the fitness space in an attempt to create clear, actionable philosophies for you guys to experiment with and implement on your own journey of self-improvement. And welcome back, team, on episode 34 of the Bulldog Gear podcast. We are joined by the irrepressible Marcus Smith. Marcus is a gym owner, motivational speaker, and extreme athlete whose exploits include running 270 kilometers around a 400-meter track in 24 hours, a triple ascent of the Tour de France's hardest climb, and completing a 250k race across the Sahara that is the Marathon de Saab. As well as getting stuck into Marcus's philosophies on training, coaching and life, we touch on some pretty controversial topics, both arguing our corner on whether or not a coach's own physique and body composition really matter, before diving into why most struggle to have a good day, the magic of a black notebook and why it's important to stop and stroke cats. Enjoy. Hey Marcus, how you doing brother? Mate, I'm super good. This has been a long time coming. And as, as I said before we switched it on, it's quite weird when you when you chat to someone for the first time, you've been sort of flicking messages back and forward over Insta for about for sort of four months. So, mate, I'm pumped. Yeah, it's just weird, isn't it? It's a strange world we live in, but I'm glad I'm glad we got to like not know it and then know it so we can appreciate like how cool it is, can't we? We've we've, we've lived without it. We've done the time yeah. of like sending letters. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's you know it's quite interesting that isn't it because we were, we were having a conversation about like running races the other day with with some of our endurance coaches and like the days that there wasn't a sunto and, and a garmin and you just sort of run around with your casio and one of the one of the younger coaches goes yeah i ran with my g-shock i'm like Geez, you are young. When I was when I was running around, there was no, you know, the flash kids had the Casio with the calculator on. I'm like, does that make you go faster? So, yes, yeah, it's, it's an interesting time, though, mate. Isn't it? Especially in the fitness industry, it, it's 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 a mental, absolutely mental time, which yeah. is exciting as well. I like it. It's super exciting, isn't it? I think there's that there's a it's kind of on vogue and it's kind of in fashion to to knock it and be like, oh, you know, the fitness industry is in trouble. And, but I've, you know, I've, I've been in this industry for 16 years and it's amazing to see yeah. how, like how many people are involved now and the, the size yeah. of it versus when it was just like, it was just like eight dudes in a gym. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was the industry and like some, and everything else was just the Olympics. That was it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it, it, it is interesting, mate. And I, I think it's quite, you know, and this might sound quite deep for, for sort of 128 seconds into the chat, but I think it's, it's, there's a lot of insecurities within the fitness industry that are being, there's always been that, but they're being increasingly exposed through new mediums these days, yeah. which gives it sometimes quite a, let's say quite a bad rap. And obviously one of the biggest ways to get attention in the modern era is try to be controversial and sort of slag other people off. And, you know, it's, I'm sort of going against my word here in a way because I'm, I'm, I'm calling these people out, but at the same time, I'm like, 
actually we're all in this amazing industry because it enables us like i just look at your instagram mate and you're just doing a workout in a car park at lunchtime you know and you're, you're just making it happen and it's so inspiring and and that's if i could wish for one thing for our industry it's that people would just let it roll and just realize that we're a good industry we're doing something that's an incredible amount of fun and we should just be grateful for it really yeah yeah i know i know exactly what you mean like it, it, it's and again like this is a delicious irony because we're saying that actually things are are all cool and all breezy but there is the there is a kind of almost a fashion almost like a hype to um you know to be the most polarizing controversial person in the room and i don't think by and large you know when you're in a group of people you don't actually see that like everyone's pretty happy and yeah. get along but then yeah. Social media is just like a big megaphone, isn't it? That people can get on, and it yeah. can make it seem like everyone's like that. But you know, if you're yeah. actually in the industry, you realise there's not actually that many people. Yeah, there's a few. I mean, there's a few of them, isn't there? And and, and everyone sort of knows, you know. And, and that's cool, mate. I mean, it's 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 a fine line, isn't it? Because what do you do? Brands throw money at you for for, for posting stuff on stuff up on your social, and like who who doesn't jump at that? Who's twenty two years old? Yeah, like you just yeah. go fuck yeah, this is awesome. Yeah. Like I can work out all day. It's great. Exactly. <laughs> you know? I I remember I was having a conversation with a friend of mine, and someone had said to them, like oh, the thing is, you're just doing that for money. And he turned around and said, and I bet you stack the shelves in Sainsbury's out of the good of your heart, right? Well, of course, <laughs> it's my job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's interesting, mate. And, and, and that's what, you know, that is what the, and, and, and it's, not just, it's not just our industry. You look, at, you look at the world and the impact of social media is absolutely huge. But I think, you know, and, and it's not just to, to make it a positive, but... It, there is so many positives. Like we have had this conversation today, and if well, a if you and I get a little bit out of it, I consider it a great, great spend of time. And b if one other person listens to this show and takes just one thing and lives a better life, then it's absolutely amazing. Whereas fifteen or twenty years ago, you you weren't really able to do that. I mean, I remember, mate, when I when I first sort of I just moved back from Australia to to Dubai and in 2004 and I'd, I'd sort of finished playing 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 rugby and i'd started crossfit and you know it was hard to get hold of workouts and i'd get my laptop and it'd take like 15 minutes to boot up and you'd get on youtube and like for a 30 second clip it'd take like yeah. an hour for it to load up and i'm like all i want to do is get an idea about what this weirdo in finland who who was often Mika salo was actually doing in his training and and i remember some of the devices like the flip flip cameras or something and i'm like holy shit in like less than 20 years we've just come so far and it's just so easy to find great fitness movement great inspiration you know as, as i say mate I, I love what you put out because you just and, and i said this to a guy the other day you just remove any excuse for people that are using excuses not to work out because you've got some dumbbells you've got something in the back of your car and it's like some days you're in a fucking tesco car park doing devil's press i'm like this is just next level you know and, it, and it's so inspiring mate I appreciate that. And do you know what I try and do as well? I try not to come at it with an attitude <laughs> of like, I don't have my, 
attitude isn't one of like no excuses like i'm not super hardcore with that My, i'm much more like i say fair and like hey look you could you could do this if you wanted to and i think yeah that's actually i think i probably have conversations with more people who are like that's actually what got me into it you weren't trying to ram it down my throat you were just like hey here's an idea yeah <laughs> like, yeah because um, yeah. there's a lot of people telling you no excuses right well that's the thing mate there's a lot of people that are and, 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 and this is the thing, and it's hard to, not to dwell on social a lot because it's a, it's a big part of our life, but there's a lot of people, you know, they're all fired up saying this and that on social, and then in, they're in their life, they're just, they're ultimately unhappy, and anyone who has any depth about their personality can sort of see straight through that screen. Like, I saw a guy, mate, he was in my cafe the other day, and, you know, he's, he, he wasn't pumped up. And two minutes later, he's trying to push out a motivational video. Like, obviously, we served him like four double espressos, so he's pretty fired up on the coffee. <laughs> I'm like, wow, you've just gone from that to that. And I know all of us have this sort of, you know, stage face or game face that we put on. But I think the, the people that you really sort of follow or should be following, and that's really one of the key messages, are the, are the people that, like yourself, you know, I'm here, I've got it. Like you're doing a million and one things, mate, and you just but you get your workout done every day, and you're just out there saying, "This is what I do," and if you like it, do it, you know. And if you don't, I don't actually care because I'm fit and I'm having fun with it. And I just think it's a beautiful way to deliver stuff, mate. You know, it's super nice. I think there's room for everyone as well, isn't there? And I know it's super cliche when people say like, oh, your vibe attracts your tribe, but it is true, isn't it? Like, it's people, so true, mate. People, yeah. will, people will gravitate towards you. And those guys who are like the in your face and they're super loud and they're like, woo, we're just getting it done. There are people that that's that works for. There's people that yeah. get MG'd up. And I think that's cool. Absolutely. Like there's room yeah. for everyone. I want to ask you a question then, mate. What's it. your thoughts on overweight personal trainers? Hmm. I don't, I don't think I've really formed a, an opinion on it. I guess we'd have to kind of um, quantify like overweight. So if we're talking <laughs> like a super high body fat percentage to the point where yeah. you're like, okay, your all cause like mortality yeah. rate has increased. Yeah. It's hard, isn't it? Because there's a, there's a fine line. I do think that there is a big space for those those individuals because I reckon there's a lot of people that are disengaged from exercise because they yeah. see us, they see people like us as the end product. And you can yes. think because it is hard not to have a knee-jerk reaction to something that's so visceral like yeah. obesity. But the way I do it is then I look for a parallel. So a parallel for me would be like, learning gymnastics so if you look at the guy on instagram who can already like do like mad calisthenic skills it's kind of disengaging for you because you're like well he's so far away from me yeah 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 and I, and I think for there's there is bound like statistically speaking there's bound to be people who find it hard to engage in exercise because they see the type of people yeah the archetype the people like you and i who are on you know, with you know, we've been doing it for ages. We look a certain yeah, way, yeah. and they just like, well, that's not for me then. So for me, yeah. I'm like, if you've got people who are a closer approximation to their body shape, yeah, that's probably going to be pretty engaging for them. And I, 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 you know, I hear the voices, I hear the narrative of like, well, it's, you know, it's, it's a bad example. It's this, it's that, it's the other. But then I think, okay, cool. Then the people who don't like that won't be attracted to that. The people who, yeah. they're not, you know. 
we need to have um, examples for everybody. And I think you can, you can draw this parallel in all walks of life. You can look and you can say, well, of course this person ends up not being able to do this thing because they don't see anyone like themselves doing it. Yeah, or don't yeah. see people that look like them involved in that culture. And I can imagine that's very off-putting. Uh, yeah. But it, it, I guess it's a tricky one. And so much of health is built, so much of the fitness industry, sorry, is built around how we look, right? Yeah. 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 It's, it's so weird because like, oh, we're trying to offer a solution to this problem, but it's a problem we don't have. Yeah. And it's a problem yeah. seemingly no one that does this thing have. So I do think <laughs> we need to, I do think there is a, there is a call, but I hate the arguments at either end of the extremities. So on one, <laughs> side, on one side, you've got people going, no, you're, you're glorifying obesity. And yeah. on the other side, you've got people saying, you know, your body, what the amount of body fat you carry makes absolutely no different. And you're just fat phobic. And right in the yeah. middle, you've got the media absolutely loving yeah. it because they know yeah. <laughs> they're loving it because they yeah. do, do you want like i always think oh, i need to be careful what i say here but i, I, I was gonna say mate if you didn't work in the fitness industry <laughs> i'm 100 percent getting your job in politics this is so fucking good <laughs> so I, I would imagine if a magazine were to put a a group of um visually um, yeah. a high BMI ladies on the front. Yeah. That's going to, they know full fucking well that that is going to get 50% of all. No, probably, you know, a lot of loud voices saying, oh, yeah, this is glorifying obesity. And then it's going to get a load of people saying, Oh, you're just all fat phobic. And I honestly don't think the magazine give a shit either way. No, I think they're just, just like, oh, they're <laughs> they're not, yeah, because they're not only selling, I, I cracked up because this happens kind of in the last few years. They're not only selling magazines to people who they would normally, they're not only yeah. selling magazines to the people who go, wow, this is so inspiring, but they're selling magazines to every single personal trainer so they can hold it up in front of Instagram and go, what are my thoughts on this? Like they've cracked yeah. it. They've absolutely yeah. cracked the code with that one, haven't they? hundred percent, mate. It's so funny. So when, I get asked things like that. Oh, what do you think about this? I'm like, well, I don't really want to, sure, let's converse on it, but I'm not going to make a yeah. chance out of it because it just plays into hand. But by and large, I do think there's room for everybody. And I think that people need examples of people that look like them. And, yeah. you know, it's not, that's not to say that over, the whole industry needs to be like that. It's to say yeah. that to have some good positive examples. And that goes for, that goes for any kind of, um, demographic or anything you can think of like whether it be race age uh you're you know differently abled all these things if you have a representative like how inspiring must the uh, the paralympics be yeah or you know people who are differently abled that's amazing that yeah. they can look at that and go well shit like that yeah. guy that that woman is like me and i, I yeah. kind of see it as an ex extension of the same thing look i get the arguments from both sides yeah, get it. yeah but then it's personal choice and like going back to what you just said a minute ago if it helps one person it's not yeah. gonna hurt anybody right it's that's where i disagree it is sure. gonna hurt someone someone's gonna get hurt because you know, I'm, I'm very similar to you and and like in the thought process because it's like not everyone on day one resonates with the content or the, the song sheet that you're icing from. They just don't. Because it's too disconnected. It's far too far away. 
And your example of calisthenics was, was, was brilliant, mate. It's like people that look at yoga, it's like, it's just too far. You know, you look at the yogis that can just do amazing stuff. It's, there's just too much of a disconnection. And if you consider that someone who's 25 or 30% bloody fat anyway, and, and, and I will say this, they're, they're suffering. They are suffering. Even though they say they're totally comfortable in their own skin, they're not because they have to look in the mirror after a shower every morning and they have to look and feel like shit. And that's just, that's, that's what I genuinely believe because they're seeing it every day. They can't really get close to that person. So it's the, the fact that they've got someone that they can gravitate towards and someone that inspires them because they're looking at someone who's also 30% body fat and going, yep, he's getting it done. I think he's absolutely amazing. But the point that you sort of touched on a little bit is that actually the 30%, anyone who has 30% body fat is running genuine health risks. And that scares the fucking shit out of me. That people are getting to what their inspiration, so someone, and people are going to think I'm a real fattest. And, and, and I kind of am a bit, mate. I'm not going to fucking lie about it. I'm, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of quite passionate about it because I don't think we were put here the way that we were put here and built the way that we're built to carry around 30, 40% body fat. We just weren't. And we, if you just look back 20 to 30 years, we were not like that. Fat people, obesity, heart disease, was figures were absolutely like nothing compared to what they are today. So I think the problem that we've got is that someone that's gone from 50% to 30%, because that the 30% person is who they resonate with is, is out wherever and inspired them, they're now they've now come to what they think is a good point. And I think that's quite dangerous because at that point we're still not living in good health. And yeah. that, that does scare me a little bit, mate. I you know, and that's where I think a lot of a lot of people get the narrative quite wrong. It's great that we've got, you know, XL-sized models. It's great that we've got all this stuff kicking around, but we should know that they are not what we would, should, but don't define as healthy. And that's quite scary because it normalizes. We're normalizing obesity through that. Yeah, and that scares yeah. the shit out of me, mate. To yeah, be honest. Yeah, I mean, I, I, like I said, I completely understand the, the voice. I think you, the, the example you gave there was good. Of like, you kind of, if someone is working their way towards a, what they see as an end point, and yeah. that end point is possibly still. But the, where I kind of land on it, and this is this is because I used to have similar kind of knee jerk reactions, and then I was kind of challenged to think about the amount of things that people do that are risky that I actively applaud. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the, we all do like high end, um, uh, high end sports, things like that, where yeah. people are putting themselves at injury risk all the time. And I was kind of challenged by someone who's like, they were like, well, you don't care about that. You actually, yeah. Yeah. And it is, yeah. but I do, I, I flip flop back and forward. I'm not, I don't think I'm smart enough to, to fully form. Um, I don't think I'm smart enough to hold all of the facts in my head in order to fully form what I would consider to be a legitimate, yeah. Uh, opinion on it but yeah i can un like like i say i can understand arguments from both ends 
and I guess the thing, the kind of thing I hold, my personal ethos is like, just keep doing what you're doing. And yeah. I know, so I, I go back and forth because sometimes I'm like, yeah, yeah, just like stay in your lane, do your thing, people will find you. And then, yeah. but is there areas I need to actually be proactive in? It's hard, yeah. isn't it? It really is yeah. hard. Um, but then it's I, tough, I, yeah, I do. And it's the same, I guess, like I say, there's people that are doing risky stuff yeah. all the time yeah. and, and stuff that we normalize and stuff we normalize as, yeah. you know, as like, we like, is when we all, we glamorize some of, some of the, you know, drinking and things like that, that we're like, yeah. you know, yeah. that's that we've normal. You go back to, in fact, maybe there's some correlation here, but you go back, <laughs> you go back 50 years and we glamorize the fuck out of smoking. Yeah, correct. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And yeah. Then, you know, we stopped doing that and obesity skyrocketed so maybe it's the appetite suppressant of the nicotine <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe everyone needs to uh, start smoking to get on oh, no, i shouldn't say that <laughs> but it's it's what, what's quite interesting mate is we, we we have a rule i have a rule in my company that all of the coaches need male coaches and it's written in their contracts which you can do that in this part of the world. You'd probably struggle a bit in the UK, but it's written in their contracts that males must have and maintain below 10% body fat and female coaches must have and maintain below 15% body fat. That doesn't mean that, and I'm quite proud of that, mate. I, I, I think it's the right example for us to be setting, but that doesn't mean that we don't talk to help and change people that are incredibly overweight. I, I had a guy a few years ago that walked in at 230 kilos, you know, and we spent two years to shed the first 90 kilos. You know, it's not that, and, and, and I think that's, I, I might have put myself in, 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 in the wrong light there saying I am quite fattest. I just don't think people should live like that, but we're going to help you to solve it. So if you walk in at 200 kilos, or even if you walk in at 20 or 30% body fat, I'm going to give you every single tool that I have probably beyond the call of duty to help you come down to a weight that is going to, and this is really what I care about, mate, is that people wake up every morning and literally, I wouldn't say do a backflip out of bed because I'm still trying and I, and I can't, but you know, literally just jump out of bed, mate, and get out of the shower and go, fuck yeah, this is it. I'm ready. Because yeah. I know, and, and, and you know this, mate, so many people wake up and go, oh, fuck, yeah. I've got to do this all again. And that, that makes me a bit sad. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I, I don't think, do you know what? I don't think I've ever thought about it in the, in the context of, of someone's weight. But I do think about it all the time in, in terms of someone's like physical preparedness. And that, like, yeah. I always say, like, oh, until recently, I would always say, fitness to me being fit being strong is about not limiting my experiences in life like never having yeah. to go oh you know i would but i can't because i'm not fit yeah. enough or i'm not strong enough or uh blah 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 and I, I, you can't really say that without acknowledging the fact that yeah if some people are just living like that and i don't want to say electively but i would say there's they have more choice and influence over that than someone you know someone who has been injured in a car accident or someone like that and it's a quite morbid comparison but someone like that yeah i tell you yeah i mean my my whole thing is i'm not really bothered about someone's life choices unless they directly impact me or people around me or they ask me directly like so i would never even 
I don't know. I don't, like I said, I'd never actually thought about that comparison in terms of someone's body weight because I think that's yeah. how sort of dissonant I am to it. But if someone yeah. came to me and said, look, like AT, my quality of life is awful. Yeah. Um, and I just want to, I just want to move better and I just want to, I just want to feel better. I think there's, there's maybe like there's that duty of care to help them understand that there may be like just losing weight in and of itself isn't going to solve all of their problems, yeah. but it's definitely going to make their life a lot easier and put them in a better stead to solve those problems. I think yeah. I, complete, I hands, hands up, complete transparency. I do think I dance around the issue quite a lot or I just ignore it. Yeah. Like I'll say, <laughs> I know I'm being deadly serious. Like I'll talk, yeah, about, yeah. I'll talk about like what fitness can do for your body. And I'm, you know, the, the elephant in the room is that for some people they're, they're, they're a way away from that. Yeah. Uh, they need, yeah. You know, they, they do need help to get into that, to be anywhere near that position. I think a lot of things people like you and I say on social media do come from a position of privilege of already kind of being there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's taken yeah. me till I'm like 33 mellowing out testosterone's <laughs> dropping. I'm getting into that. Like, I'm getting, I've got a few gray hairs and I'm getting into that kind of like, <laughs> Oh, maybe I should be more of a mentor figure now than actually out doing this shit. <laughs> like, um, into that position to actually start understanding that, oh, okay, yeah, look, I know I say this, but that comes from a position of having been fit for 16 years. So when I say, yeah. oh, have fun with it, well, of course it's fun for me because it's easy. Because yeah, you love it. Yeah, yeah and I love yeah. it. Yeah, exactly that. And I, I have an education in it. And yeah, it's, it's such a nuanced issue, isn't it? I think it's much more nuanced than the people on either end of the, the spectrum kind yeah. of make it out to be. I like what you said. I like what you said there, mate. Like, you're mainly concerned, and, and I'm pretty much exactly on the same page. You're mainly concerned about the people around you. So, you know, if, 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 a, if a husband or wife or mother, father, sister, whatever child is suffering and, and and let's let's stop fat bashing for a second if they were having you know emotional issues you'd want to con yeah. you'd want to contribute to the solution which is super nice but i want to i want to come with an example mate because it's almost i almost feel this could be my coming out on this one and and, and you probably sat there sort of bracing and what the fuck is he going to say but i when i go to a restaurant or a public place i will see someone and we're back on fat. Relax, folks. I'll try and stop talking about fat people in a minute. But I'll see someone who's super overweight and struggling. And, mate, I swear to God, and I don't give a shit if everyone believes me or no one believes me, in my heart, I want to go up to them and I want to put my arm around them and say, mate, come to my gym. I need to help you. Because right now, you're struggling to push your shopping trolley. You can't fit down the aisle. You're out of breath just getting the fucking chicken from the deep freeze. And that's not how life is. And I want to help you and teach you how to live better. And I, I have this, I have it, mate. Literally, I, I try not to go to public places except my gym. I'm, I'm very bad in, in, in shopping malls, in restaurants, in all that. Not only for this reason, but I just get this yearning some, sometimes in literally from my heart mate and I'm like and and it's not I don't give a shit about signing up another client I have I'm, I'm in a great position I've worked fucking hard and I have enough clients I don't need any more clients but I see people that I can see are struggling and I'm like 
we have a moral obligation. I have, I feel an obligation to help you. You know, and, and I've not put that in there, mate, just to try and make the people who almost stopped listening five minutes ago when I spoke about well, my coaches being 10% body fat, you know, like me again. It's, it's genuinely true. I've not done it. So I need to do that, don't I? <laughs> what, what do you feel about the, the people that then on the, the far end of the debate, like the, the pure like anti-diet movement would then say that that is like for you, that's like an internalized fat phobia. Like you just don't like, yeah. you can't stand the thought of seeing fat people and they would argue that's got nothing to do with you uh you know you wanting to help people blah blah blah. see i, I struggle with that extreme analysis. Yeah. i struggle yeah. to think mm, i'm not sure that it can be that simple um see, it goes my, i go back to what i said a few minutes ago mate my and this is my belief it's a very personal opinion but i don't think we were put here and in in the, the chances of you and i being on this earth are so fucking slim, mm. right? We, we're a number of fucking million swimmers and we got here and we were given these bodies and we were so fortunate, mate, that we were given, okay, two of my toes are stuck together on each feet, but apart from that, I've got two arms, I've got two legs and all my shit still pretty much works and I'm turning 43 in a few months. I'm so fortunate, I don't want to ruin it. Why do I want to ruin it, mate? Like, why would I put things in my body that are proven? They're proven. There's research behind it. There's research behind the effects of processed food. There's research behind the effects of ice cream, make it super simple, of having too much sugar that shows that those things that you eat destroy this amazing thing that you are one in a trillion of chances of being. I don't believe that we should be destroying it, mate. That said, mate, I don't live like a monk. I have a glass of wine. I have a beer. You know, I, I love chocolate, mate. You know, and, and if, if it didn't have shit effects on my body, I'd probably eat Mars bars. Well, I'd go Snickers because if they've got nuts in their paleo, right? Yeah, so I'd go Snickers. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, and that's just my belief, mate. So when I see someone, you know, that maybe doesn't have the same belief? Is it, is it that side? I, I don't really know. It's, you know, and, and I do think about it a lot, mate. And, you know, I talk to my wife, Holly. We have, we have these great deep conversations pretty much every night over dinner, mate. It's one of my favorite parts of the day. And some, sometimes it ends up in, in, in me washing up and sometimes in her washing up or sometimes in me basically getting kicked out of the house. But, you know, I, I just think it's so, it's so interesting. And, and, and I'm also, and that's what I love about, our industry mate and this this incredible opportunity that we've got because i love sitting to be sitting with people and asking them why and listening to the answer and then asking why in another way and I actually i was sat with someone a few weeks ago and she's like you've just asked me the same fucking question 20 times but in a different way and i was like yes i have because I don't have the answer from you yet. You know, she's scaring around and it's... Um, but I, I, I do like what you said, though, as, as, as well, mate, because about the risk, the inherent high risk of top-end sport, ultra-running, for example, what I do, the UTMB race was, was just a few weeks ago and someone died in that race. You know, I got pretty big mountains, 
with on, 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 on a very narrow trail and sleep deprived, one slip and I'm dead. You know, I, in 2018, I, I, I had a crash that I walked away from that, you know, I, I probably, I, 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 I shouldn't say, I shouldn't have walked away from, but, you know, there was, it, if I wasn't, and this is the thing, like, I, I was speaking to, I do quite a lot of corporate speaking, and I was speaking to a big group yesterday, and, you know, they asked me to share my, my crash story, and, and I told them, I said, guys, I survived because I took care of my health. And that's what the doctor said. If I hadn't have taken care of my health, mate, I would have died. I wouldn't have been strong enough to fight. I wouldn't have been strong enough to lay there on the floor and then in an ambulance and it take three hours to get to ICU. I wouldn't have been strong enough to breathe if I hadn't been prepared the way that I was prepared, which was taking good care of my health for the whole of my life until that point. So, you know, there's... Yeah, there's a lot going on, mate. I don't know. I, I think it, what I think what's become difficult is that body image and health has become so, or has always been in modernity, so intertwined that it's hard. And none of us have all the answers. That's the thing as well. We none of us have the answers, and we are all nuanced. So you, you know, your yeah. view on one thing, you may not have even considered. <laughs> You know, you may not have even considered the, the other side of the argument. For instance, like when you, you make the point about someone, the risk factors of someone at a high percentage of body fat, and then yeah. it's like, like you just said then, it's then very easy to go, well, hold on. I just, you know, we do ultra running and we do this and we do that. Um, and it, it's hard because it's so, it's so nuanced. And I think for me personally, like I say, going right back to the beginning, if that helps one, if, you know, if a, a trainer at a high percentage body fat or, you know, with a different image to what you would see normally helps someone engage with it and helps them on their journey to a healthful life, whatever that means, like whatever that yeah. means to me, I think is ultimately a, a good thing. Cause I, I think I when you, when you look at it, when you look at it from the bigger picture, if every PT in the world had 10% body fat, and that then let that then left a lot of people going. Oh, I can't engage with that, so I can't start. Yeah, versus yeah. having a versus having a you know PTs that are thirty percent body fat. Yeah, I don't think that's going to detract from the people that would already have gravitated towards the ten percenters. Do you know what I mean? It's I'm with you, mate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think you, that's, that's you're actually the with it. You, you, I'm, I'm bought in, mate. You've presented me probably one of the best arguments that anyone's presented me on this, and I can't. I can't argue against that, mate. I, I just think it's what I would love to see. And maybe this is an idea for anyone who's listening. And I know loads of people listen to, 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 to your show, mate. So anyone who's listening who is thinking about becoming a personal trainer and is sitting somewhere around the 30% body fat, please do it. Please start an Instagram account called something like 30% body fat, but going down and take a gang of people on this amazing journey all the way down to amazing health. That'd be super cool, right? Because that's, that's essentially what we're saying, we, we, what you're saying, Matt, and I, I totally agree. Not everyone is going to resonate with, with you and I. Like, some people will watch your stuff and go, is he for fucking real? Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and, and, and there is, mate. And that's, that's the, the, where we're at right now is there are a lot of people that are incredibly overweight and they also need help, mate, and, and, and we want to help them. So I like it, mate. I love that argument, and I'm brought into it. But 
all my coaches will still remain at 10%. <laughs> yeah, don't let them listen to this, dude. Don't let them listen <laughs> yeah. to this. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, we, we, uh, we went off on a wild tangent there straight off the Yeah, line. sorry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if you could give people a kind of... Um, you touched on your accident there, but before we get yeah. into that, I wonder if you could uh, give people from leaving rugby, where yeah. did you go from there? Mate, it was quite interesting because I left in I left Australia in 2004 and moved back to Dubai and this where, where I'd sort of grown up and this is where it, I think in life and I tell it with my story, with my crash story, but the, the, the day before I had my crash, I post on Instagram, everything happens for a reason. And that was on the 9th of Feb, and I nearly lost my life on the 10th of Feb, 2018. And I've always believed that very strongly, mate. And when I came back, I, I was perhaps a little bit lost as to what I was, how I was going to train, was I was going to continue to play rugby, CrossFit, it just sort of kicked off. I liked it. Functional training sort of resonated with me. I liked those YouTube videos that took hours to download. And... I was sat on the side of a rugby field and I, I basically heard this argument of, of a guy and a personal trainer and he was saying it was too expensive. And I just turned around to this guy and I'd never seen him before in my life and I said, mate, just shut up, I'll train you. And my degree's in, 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 in sport, so you know, I, I knew what I was talking about. And as I said that, this guy, I looked at him and I was like, fuck, he's huge. He was 135 kilos. He was about 6'4", but he was, he was like a second rower. And I think about this a lot, mate, and that's really where I, I started working for Reebok and then I went on to work for Adidas and I worked for Nike for a while. But those words that came out of my mouth on that sideline, just as I got back from, from Australia, I thought about them a lot. And that's where my passion really for helping people and for making people's lives better and, and fitness really came out. And it took quite a lot of time. Like I was... If you want it for a better word, mate, I, I, I was pregnant for a long time because I then, I worked for, for Reebok for a while. I did five years at Adidas and it wasn't until 2010 that I actually set out on my own. But what I was doing in that time was I was training with people. I was, I was messing around. It was old days, mate. Like you'd SMS people workouts. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, and it'd be like, oh, should I send this one? No, it'll cost me 20p. I'm not sending it to anyone. Do you know what I mean? And, um, so I was sort of on this, but it, like, and, and this is the thing, mate. For what happened with CrossFit last year and where people are at in CrossFit, I don't give a shit. What CrossFit has done is it's, it's very much what you said earlier it's really normalized working out because it's taken functional movements and it's allowed them to be done in any way, anywhere. Do you train CrossFit? I wouldn't say you do, but you do to a certain extent, you know, you just train functional fitness. And that's what, like, we, the, the relationship with CrossFit is, is super interesting and that's a whole other show, but it's like when it first came on the scene, it was just such a breath of fresh air, mate, because I was bored of going to gyms and doing pec deck, you know, and, and seeing the wankers that were in there, like, I just wasn't interested in it. And that's really where it all sort of started bubbling, mate, 2004, 2005, to a point in 2010. Actually, in 2008, I've sat up in a fight, 
nice and straightforward, mate. Simple story. Probably you've got loads. I had loads of workouts on bits of paper that I'd done. And I was like, what should I do with these? And I thought, fuck it, I'll put them online. Let's see what happens. So we bought a website, call it innerfight.com, and no one visited it because they don't. You know, like, and that's the thing, people have only learned that through COVID. Okay, I'll go online. Yeah, mate, and then you'll be like in this whole different fishbowl. Yeah. But I, I was always just like, you know what? I'm sure I've always had a passion to help people, mate. And, and you know, I was just sure that, that it would work out. And if I could help make people a bit better, 130 uh, kilo mate got down to 95 kilos within a couple of years. His whole life changed, his marriage life changed. And, you know, I'm still only 26, 27 at this stage, mate. And I'm trying to figure out, I guess I'm trying to figure out like who I am and what I am because rugby gave me my identity for a long time, mate. And, you know, you know how it goes. You, like I was at uni at Leeds. I, I was playing for, for, for uni. I played for my club on a Saturday and I was drunk four nights a week and, and playing great rugby having the time of my life. So that was, that was me, you know, and it was always this connection with my mates. And I think that's what, and that's one of the most beautiful things and, and, and how we're able to have a business today is CrossFit mentality, functional fitness, people working out together gave me the team environment and gave me the support. And Dubai is quite a lonely place for people, mate. You know, they, they pick up sticks from various corners of the world and it's all very nice. You go out to brunch for the first few weeks and, you know, you spend a fortune and you get laid a little bit and you get loads of hangovers and stuff. But then it's like, actually, I'm really fucking lonely here because that's not life. And in, in the UK, you've always got your uni mates or your schoolmates, whereas Dubai is lonely for people. And I saw this opportunity and I was like, why don't, why don't we train together? I bring all the lads and we, we just do workouts that just really fucking push people and just help us become like brothers, you know? And, and that's what we did for years, mate. And it's just grown into a business. And 2021, we sat here and we're still doing it. And, and it's amazing. As I say, I'm, I turned 43 this year and I, we, we were chatting about it the other day. One of my coaches says, my mom's always asking me if I'll still be a fitness coach when I'm 50. And I'm like, what does your mom want you to be? You're doing something so good for humanity, for yourself. And, and I turned around and I said, you know, that's like in seven or eight years for me, love. Calm down. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, mate, that's sort of my, my, my story and, and, and my once over and, and why I'm sat in the industry right now and, 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 and why I love it so much, mate. And, and I, really, I really take it quite quite personally in a way, and I had this conversation with Holly the other day, like someone comes to me or to our business and says, I need your help. And with that, in the next breath, they're, they're basically, they don't say it, but they then give you the most sacred thing in their whole world, which is their body. So they've just said to you, Marcus, I need your help. When they say, I want to come to class, that's them saying to me, I'm fat, I need your help. And they're then giving us their body and they're trusting us with the most complex structure known to mankind and their most sacred jewel. And we have an insane responsibility, mate, to serve them. 
And that's what I think, you know, going back to what we opened with, with the fitness industry, I think that link is missing. Too many people get into it to be a coach because they want to live a good life and they want to be an insta slap. Like, you, you're missing the point. People need our help. And it's, it's sacred. They're giving you their body. And I take it so personally, mate. And that's why I spend so much time. I've got about 15 coaches at work for me. And I spend time with them all on, on a weekly. Like I said, before we were recording, we're having a meeting with the fitness coaches. You know, how can we care for people more? Uh, we're never going to be perfect. But how can we make them a little bit better each time they come in? And, and really, mate, that inspires me insanely. Like, it, it fires me up every day to get out of bed because it's just such an amazing opportunity. And, you know, I, I think people, if they look at their jobs in the right way, they all have that opportunity. The guys sweeping the streets, you know, and Robin Sharma talks about this, you know, in, in mastery, the guy sweeping the streets has this amazing responsibility to the citizens of the town to prepare the street for them. And if you're a good street sweeper, that's how you look at it, you know? And we've, we've all got these amazing, these amazing opportunities to serve and, and, and just to share our passions with people. And, and mine is fitness, mate, and, and I love it, as you can probably fucking yeah. tell. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, I think there's such a delight in mastery, and it's such a, I don't know if it's perhaps because we, we're all in the luxury trap, and it's a, the day and age of maybe entitlement yeah. You missed the point where the, the happiness isn't, you know, happiness or contentment, I should say, can be derived from just, you can derive contentment from just doing the best version of whatever it is you're doing. And it's yeah. so, I'm almost, I'm almost as animated as you are about fitness, about this, about when I talk to people, I'm like, but don't you want to be the best in the world at what you're doing? Like, imagine yeah. how happy you would be if you want to have this conversation with people all the time when they're like, you know, maybe slagging off their job or they're like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, imagine if you tried to be the best person on the planet at your job. Yeah. Even if you don't make it, and statistically speaking, most people in most jobs are. Right. Yeah. But <laughs> even if you don't make it, the next tier down is that that will be recognized and you will, uh, you know, you'll have fruits for that labor. And even if you don't, the next tier down is you're probably going to enjoy yourself. Because yeah, you're now pursuing yeah. the, like the, the betterment of yourself. And I think, uh, like you said, I think maybe some coaches miss the wood for the trees from yeah. that point of view. It's very much about themselves and not, yeah. the, not, the, people they, not the people they serve. And I think yeah. when you change that mindset, like some of my biggest, uh, what I would consider my biggest accomplishments have absolutely nothing to do with what I would say anything I've done anything yeah. i've done like the biggest the things that stick out and are most memorable for me always are when i see people who have come on a journey yeah and it's people that you know and this is a really prime example when i see people who i know in a commercial gym setting would yeah. put their headphones on they'd walk to the treadmill they'd do an incline walk and they'd leave because they're you know they're they're intimidated by the environment they're they're it's just not their world and then you see those people come into you know more of our environment and yeah. they're climbing ropes and they're yeah. jumping over boxes and you, you look and you're like imagine 
how shit things could have been for you or how average things could have been for you yeah. if you were left alone. And it's only because you've come and I don't have any sort of like God or hero complex, but it's only because you've come into this environment, into this culture yeah. that not we, but has been created that has yeah. enabled you to actually find something within yourself that you maybe never would have known was there. And I think that is what's amazing about this culture is what yeah. it unlocks for people. Like I have no, if I look, so I, where my office is in, is in a CrossFit box. So if I look out this window, yeah. there'll be a class going on. And, you know, when I, when I see people who are close approximations to myself in that they're, they're fairly, they're well, not fairly young, but they're like, they're, <laughs> they're, they're, they're able-bodied guys, you know, yeah. who've maybe done physical jobs or maybe have been in and out of some form of fitness all my life and all their life. Yeah. And I see them doing stuff and I'm like, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. But then when I see the 40 something, uh, like mom of four, maybe even, maybe yeah. even nan. and yeah. they're, they're doing yeah. stuff that's cool. Like it's yeah. really cool. It's, you know, it's the stuff we'd post on Instagram. They're climbing ropes. Yeah, yeah. They're doing ring rows. They're doing box overs. They're pushing a sled. They're carrying heavy kettlebells around. You're like, that's fucking cool. Yeah, because there's no yeah. way without this culture, without this environment, yeah. there's no way that 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 woman was going to wake up one morning and go, I think I'm going to order a couple of kettlebells and just take them for a shot. <laughs> like, it was never going to happen, was it? It was never going to happen. Oh, true, right. And yeah. that's, that's that to me is like the biggest. That's the biggest accomplishment of these, of this culture, of this this part of the industry we're yeah. in is seeing how much empowerment we give to people. And I often wonder, I often find myself, you know, when you people watch and I, you know, you yeah. look and you try and sort of imagine what their life's like. And I often wonder, and I've had clients where I've had this conversation. I've actually asked them where I'm like, how do you think this has positively affected your life in terms of other things? Like, do you, do you think that doing this stuff, when you then go into other scenarios, you're like, yeah, I've got this. This is yeah. easy. Like this, yeah. I used to have this guy that I trained six thirty every single morning in the city, and uh, he just used to his work ethic was insane. Like to the point where he'd be like, "Dude, slow down, please." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, and he said to me, like, no matter what I do, and he worked in banking, and this is like the financial district as well. So he had a good job in banking, and he was like, "No matter what I do after this session, like I know I've done the hardest thing mm. of the day." And he's like, yeah. "I sit in meetings." And I'm like, what can you throw at me? Like, what yeah. can you throw at me that Andrew didn't throw at me this morning? Like, <laughs> I was nearly vomiting. I was covered in sweat. And he goes, now I'm just sitting on a chair having like a high stakes conversation. He's like, it's yeah. easy. And I think yeah. about that a lot. Like what we learn in these situations, it does carry over. And it does make yeah. us more capable across the board, mentally, physically. Yeah. Um, I wonder actually, with, uh, with a lot of the things you've done, the the big longer endurance events the marathons going through the desert yeah. doing things overnight all of these yeah. big long distance events that i would probably say are more people would consider them more of a of a mental undertaking like obviously the physical is not yeah. yeah where do you think or what areas of your life do you see that have been improved by undertaking those those tasks so i'll give you a really good example mate when I, I ran Marathon Sable in, in 2015. So just for context, just for anyone listening who doesn't know what that is, I wonder if you could just quickly describe so, it. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's a, it's a 250-kilometer race across the Sahara Desert, which 
has been going, when I ran it, it was its 30th year. So it's one of the oldest, what we'd call multi-stage races. So each day you have a different length stage, anywhere from about 36 kilometers. The longest day was 92 kilometers. And you basically, you carry everything you're gonna need for the five days, except your water, which is rationed throughout the day. So you carry all your food, you sleep basically I wouldn't call them tents. That would be way too, uh, way too kind. You sleep under the stars. It's raining. It's hot. It's cold. It's sandy. It's, it's every sort of every sort of weather, literally. And it, it's, mate. I don't like these phrases much, but they say it's one of the hardest multi-stage races. Anyone can argue because there's a lot of these things around. So it's a pretty tough race across this high desert, 250 kilometers, and each year. <clears throat> there's about a thousand people that do it so it's literally like and people that have been to like burning man will, will will argue with me here but it's my version of a mobile burning man if you like right so i get back from 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 completing the race which that race actually has quite a a high completion rate which is which is very nice i, I don't like to see races that don't have high completion rates. Not, not because I want everyone to complete stuff, but that's a whole other story. I, I just think it's a good, a good thing for the race. And I walked into my gym and one of my clients who actually been client for quite a while, I was teaching a class and she turned, she turned around to me and she goes, it's quite hot outside today. I don't want to do the running part of the workout. And I just, mate, I, I tried to say something, but my lips didn't move. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening to me? Because normally, mate, I'd be like, stop being such a fucking whatever. Get out and do the run. And I was trying to speak, and all that's going through my mind, on the 92-kilometer day of that race, it was savage. And I'm not going to sit here and say I was in so much pain and it was savage and it was incredibly hot and because the water's rationed I'd run out of water and I was a few hours without water in the middle of the Sahara and no way out I had to I could either lay down which just wasn't an option or keep going forward and as this chick said this to me or lady because people get upset when you call them chicks as she said this to me Honestly, after trying to talk and not being able to, I just smiled and I went, cool. You know? And I thought, fucking hell. I've just been in the Sahara. I've been through hell and you can't run 400 meters around the building. So there's these times, mate. The reason why I share that, because there's these times where you just go, oh my God, I just wish I could take you to that situation. And then there's all of these other times where you sit and you reflect, and I've told that story a few times, and you're like, I'm so privileged to have been there and had all of these lessons because now I'm able to run my business, I'm able to be a son, a brother, a father, a, a friend, not a father, a, a husband, a friend, in a way that I can deal with. I still freak out in certain situations, mate, and Holly will tell you that, she'll be like, no, he's no different, but I am. Because all of these things that you learn 
in these moments you can take back and it's exactly the same i loved your example of the guy that worked in the city mate it's exactly the same you come and you work out in this functional fitness crossfit who cares environment and your life is going to be better it's actually and you probably found this mate like and this is why the fat thing is so sort of boring but interesting at the same time how do you explain to someone that they're going to get better at their job for coming and training with you at 5 a.m every monday morning when they really don't want to it's but it's so true that they will and not only will they get better at their job they'll actually either start loving their partner more get a new partner they'll have a lot more zest for life all of these things that are so far we spent a disproportionate amount of time like being fattest or i did anyway but these things are really such powerful things mate and that's why i go and collect these experiences so i can bring them back and you know someone says to me when they woke up at 5 30 in the morning for a class i'm just not feeling it today i just know what to say and i can drop it and i can make sure that in that class i let them leave at 6 30 and they've had the best hour of their day and they've gone and done exactly what you said so the, the lessons are just endless mate through exposing yourself to less than comfortable situations let's put it like that yeah i think that's where you know for a coach or for anyone in life really is like effective communication becomes so important because it would be so great wouldn't it be amazing if you could like remove from your head the concept you're trying to convey the feeling and make them feel it so they just go yeah. oh yeah okay yeah i get it and it is so hard and it's often you know this i know it's cliche but it's like the lesson comes after the test in life right yeah 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 totally. from the test and unfortunately we can't we we have to do our best i guess to relay these experiences and people just have to take our word for it that your life is yeah. going to improve and you know you start stacking up stories and it soon brings people around but still ultimately you can't make people feel straight away what you feel right like you know yeah you know yeah. how much someone's life's going to improve like it's yeah. impossible for you not to know that but to bring someone around to that um that's the that's the trick isn't it but i think as well mate and 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 this may, might sound like i'm trying to pull myself off here or pull you off at the same time but i'm not really but the fact that you've done it and you know that when someone does walk into the gym who's overweight or struggling or i can see has confidence issues i'm so i'm so positive that we can make a difference and they're like that they'll say like i just i say mate easy yeah and they're like what i said no you're gonna have to work hard but it's totally possible yeah you know and, and that's what sometimes mate people come in and they'll be like oh i'm 20 kilos overweight i'd be like is that all yeah like is it do you think that's a challenge for me or something do you know what i mean like, i can't run more than one k i'm like but you can run fucking one k brother yeah. you know what i mean and and and, and that's that's why i i just have this as, as people probably picked up i i have quite a high level of confidence because of because of doing the job for a long time and because of seeing people like you said mate it's so hard like 
how can we let people, it's almost like how can we let people taste the success yeah. on day one? Like that's what, like, because if you could just have a small sample of, of how good it feels, and, and that's what makes me continue to do these ultras, mate, and, and, and go into, into these, you know, and face value quite ridiculous situations because it, I know what it tastes like. It, 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 I'm, I'm an addict, mate. I'm a fucking full-on addict, you know, and I can't stop. People say to me, when are you going to I'm never going to fucking stop. You know, we just finished a race there in, in, in Spain, and, and in a month I'm, I'm, I'm racing 250 kilometers across Jordan, and once I've done that, by the end of the year, I want to do this thing in Dubai, and blah, 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 blah you know? And I've got a guy coming to see me tomorrow, he's just finished UTMB, and, he, and this, and we're addicts, mate, because it tastes so fucking good. And I just wish, and, and that's why I think, I think that's why, and, and, and you work so hard to put it out there to people as well, we work so hard to put it out there through the channels that we've got so that people can just taste this, what's happening. And it's not, mate, I don't have the best life in the world if you measure that by what time I go to bed. I'm in bed at fucking eight o'clock every night, mate. Like a lot of people go, I don't want that life. And I, I don't want you to have it if you don't want it, you know? But it really goes back to the fact that we just believe that we were given these bodies and we believe they can feel amazing. And yeah. it just excites me an incredible amount, mate. I think some, I want to touch on something that you said there, which I think is really important. <coughs> I think oh, this is going to sound really odd, but I have to clarify, but I think some people in the industry <laughs> take what we do super seriously, which we should, as you say, we have yeah. a privilege and the effect we can have on people. But I think, what you just said there, which was so great and is something I attempt to do as well, is that actually conveying that like, yeah, cool. It's not that hard. Like yeah. we need, to, we have to go out into the world and we have to share our knowledge to get traction. And we have to say, you know, I know all this complicated stuff and it's this, it's that, it's ever. But I think when you're confronted with someone, you need yeah. to be like, yeah, no worries, no worries. And I, you know, in my inbox every day, it will be someone like, oh, I don't think I can do this because I, I've worked this job or cause I've got, yeah, yeah. Of that. and I'm like, cool. No worries. It's fine. Honestly. Like, and I, you know, a lot of the time I would, especially if it's someone a bit younger who I think if they start now, they're going to be, yeah. you know, they're going to be well on their way. I'll voice note. And I'll be like, look, dude, without, I don't want to blow my own trumpet, but this is what I did at the same time as doing this. And at the same time as, yeah. and at the same time as doing this and doing that. <laughs> um, so it's cool. Don't worry about it. Yeah. I and mean, it's not, Don't it's worry. not a case of I actually, th it's the opposite of bigging yourself up. You're actually saying yeah. I'm not that special. So yeah, just, yeah. I'm not that special. Oh. It's fine. It's cool. And it's like, I always say to people, it's like the, it's like the, uh, you remember like the mask magician, like yeah. there's people out there doing the magic tricks and people are like, wow, that looks so cool. But you want to be the guy going, no, not really. All you do is you just can't sort of stand on one foot and lift yourself. Yeah. Up and, yeah. and that's it. It just looks like I'm flying and people are like, oh yeah, I can do that. And yeah. I think that kind of goes back to the relatability thing yeah. um, earlier yeah. on. And, you know, it's, it's balancing, isn't it? It's balancing having something that people look at and go, fuck yeah, I aspire to be like that. Yeah. And, you know, rightly or wrongly. And it's, this isn't the culture we built, but it's the culture we found ourselves in is that our bodies to a large degree are our calling card because of the way the industry is set up 
historically yes. and things are changing they are changing but things still remain the same our bodies yeah. it's the first thing it's the first thing people see and it's like like you say it's learning to play that game and there are people there are people that are going to be disconnected from your trainers all having 10 percent body fat but by and yeah. large there's people that are going to be like fuck yeah that's yeah, what that's I want to look at. And the, yeah. the, I guess the kind of the fact is as well with what you guys do is it's not just for show. Yeah. It's not 2% yeah. body, it's not 10% body fat, but out of breath walking up a flight of stairs or yeah. you know, crippling eating disorders. It's 10% body fat as a result of the way you guys work and, and the, the dedication to, I guess, fueling yourself and putting yourselves in the situation where you can be ready to be ready to go and ready to perform in the, in the things that you do. Exactly. Yeah. No, mate, that's, and it's, it, it's funny as, as you're saying that, mate, like I remember an example a number of years ago, one of my mates was, was going to have surgery. Uh, he torn his labrum um, and he said, he's going to America. And I was like, you're going to America to fix a torn labrum. He said, listen, mate, he said, there's a guy here in Dubai, and I went to see him, and I asked him, when did you last do one of these operations? And he said, about three months ago. I said, okay, so he knows what he's doing. He said, and now I called the guy in America, and he said he does 10 of these pretty much every day. He said, so that's where I'm going. He said, for him, it's just totally easy, and it's just, I can do it. Yeah. And I was like, I said, ah, that makes you feel comfortable. And he goes, dude, they're going to they're gonna cut me open. Of course that makes me feel comfortable. And it's the same as what you're saying there, mate. It's like, okay, it's cool. It's, it's cool, you know? It's, but there is, this, there is this, and this is where I think it's getting more interesting, mate. And this is where my sort of own research and my own direction of what I read and, and, and do with people continues to fascin fascinate me. And it's probably about what 90% of my talks with, with my coaches, with friends, with clients is about. It's about how people are feeling and trying to figure that out as well. Yeah. Because if we go back to what you said, you know, a 30% body fat personal trainer is going to get 30% body fat people and that's all good because they feel comfortable. Why? that makes them feel comfortable. We know in that scenario, but in all these other scenarios, we're incredibly, and now more than ever before, emotional beings. Yeah. You know, and, and it's one of the things that Holly says to me the whole time, just my, my, my dad isn't very emotional, and, and I think I am, mate, but Holly says I'm absolutely not. She said I'm just like my dad. She calls me cold. She's, you know, I, I wish I cried, mate. You know, I, I don't. You know, and I'm not proud of it, but it's just like, she's like, you don't even, you don't, you never show emotion, you know, but we are emotional beings and everything for a reason. And that's what's super exciting because that's actually what the hardwiring in our brains are about that makes us get up and go and do this stuff. So it's, it, it's fascinating, mate. And it's a, and I, I, I imagine that part of why you do what you do and also part of why you've got the podcast is because it's just, it's so fucking interesting and it's yeah. endless. Yeah, you know? exactly that. And like you've just touched on there, like when you start working with people and understanding <laughs> there is, there's no one size fits all approach. The, the drill sergeant approach to, to fitness and to, to coaching people 
it's got a very small success rate and it's so nuanced, <laughs> right? It's so nuanced yeah. and it's learning, it's learning the people, it's learning what people need, right? To feel yeah. empowered. And it's very easy for, I always say the guy who stands there and says, well, you, why don't you want it as badly as I want it? And I'm kind of, yeah. I almost find myself thinking, I don't think you want it as badly as you think you do. I just, <laughs> I just think your resistance to it is minimal. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like I always say to people, I don't, I don't drink. Like I'll have one, I have, I've, I've had like one drink in the last two years. Right. So when someone comes to me and they're like, Oh, the, the thing I need to cut down on in my diet is alcohol. It, it would be so easy for me to just stand there and go, yeah, stop drinking. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just don't. But that's stupid. <laughs> like it's ridiculous. Like I need to understand what motivates them to do that? How do we Correct. get around that? What, what are the tools we need to use? And I think, and it goes back to that kind of end product thing. And I think something I think about a lot is sometimes the best athlete in sports isn't necessarily the best coach because they've mm. never had to deal with this variety of, until they're exposed to it. And I do think obviously you can become, you can through mastery, you can become a good coach wherever. Yeah, you're at. I agree. Yeah. But the, the person who's maybe struggled a bit you know, they weren't the best athlete. They weren't the most naturally gifted. They struggled with their, with their discipline and, and their wants and needs and desires. That person's probably in a far more, a far, they've got an advantageous position in terms of their empathy for people because they can do what, yeah. what we were just talking about was going, ah, yeah, cool. I get it. I, yeah. I completely understand. Whereas the person who, um, the amount of people I know who can stick to like the most, you know, rigid, clean cut, old school bodybuilding type diet. And it's not because they're disciplined. It's because they don't like any other food. It's because <laughs> they don't, you know, it, it is that like it is the case. Yeah. Like it, it doesn't do for them. They haven't had the cultural or the psychological or the social upbringing. They've yeah. never had that thing of like pizza special because it's, it means it's Friday night and I'm going to pizza with my family. Yeah. suddenly suddenly that's something in that's something in you there and i i just talk, i yeah. talk openly about this stuff all the time yeah I, I try as i've got older i've tried to be the most transparent i'm in a position where i can be as vulnerable as i like because I'm, sure i'm lucky i'm lucky i can be vulnerable nothing rides on me being like the rock do you know what i mean yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. so i can be like i can say do you know why i eat pizza because it really reminds me of being a kid and, and going out to dinner with my mom it, it doesn't bother me to say that because yeah, who's right. gonna turn around and be like hi you fucking sissy um, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but the people who never had that experience they're not gonna have that relation they're not gonna yeah. have all like you know you get it uh, socioeconomically people who never knew what it was <laughs> people who never knew what it was to not have money growing up yeah they're never going to yeah. understand why people will be like scrimp or save or people who will like will eat different types of food or will cherish different types of food over others and we had it during the during the lockdown here i think there was um they did the eat out to help out scheme, right? Where you yeah, right. Half, it was like half price on food. And I, so, so many people in the fitness industry straight away. And I get it. I can understand the argument is like gyms are closed, but you're giving away half price fast food. And I completely couldn't agree more with that. But on the other side of it, I'm like, you have to remember for some of these, a lot of these like low income families, that's yeah. and, and what's funny is the people who are saying this shit from their, 
uh, uncle's villa in Portugal because you know they're from a different socioeconomical like place and they're saying yeah. oh you know this is awful but for some of these people that half price KFC is as close as they're going to get to that villa in Portugal that's their True. little bit in a shit yeah. time that's that little bit of like wow this is like so nice that we're not eating spaghetti and hot dogs yeah yeah and it's, it's understand that that's obviously taking it to the extreme but like you say it's finding that with your with the people you work with like okay yeah. how do you feel and why do you feel that way why yeah. do you, what is your resistance here to this exercise and or to this this culture and how do we get yeah. around it and i think going back to the 30 percent body fat personal trainer thing for some people it's going to be that it's going to be the ah yeah okay that makes me feel comfortable like you just said yeah that makes me feel like i do belong in this place but I think one thing that you said that's super important there, mate, is that, like, we're not taught, and, and this is a whole other can of worms, but we're not really taught about feelings, and we're not taught to be vulnerable. So it's like, you know, when, when I was at school, I was at boarding school, and, you know, no one asked how you feel. So, like, there's no, and, and that's why, it's that's why I'm so bad at it now, but that's why with all the athletes that I coach, that you know, I, I coach people running around the world and, and, and to these to these ultras, mate. I've I've I I get given the honor of 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 writing a program for someone who's gonna be awake for two and a half days. Like it's not robotic. I have to through that process, yes, there's a scientific side of how I get them fit for it, but you know, and and, and Sunto is great, it tells us all the data. But I'm like, tell me, tell me how that run felt. Yeah. You know, and they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, just tell me. What did you feel? Oh, my legs were tired. Okay, good. What else? And what else? And what else? Yeah. You know, but we, we sort of, and we've realized in the last, even in the last 10 to 15 years, and even more so in the last sort of five years, how important, like, these things are. Don't get me wrong, mate. Like, 10 years ago, I was literally you know, every single thing, data, data driven. Training Peaks is my, is my fucking Bible, basically. You know, it was, it was my life. Training Peaks says rest, I rest. Training Peaks says more intensity, I do more intensity. Mate, for over two years, I, I've run all these ultras, I've never worn a heart rate monitor. Because I know, like, you know, easy. You know when you're fucking yeah. just about to pass out. Yeah. Do you know what I, I don't need this piece of shit to tell me, well, because your heart rate's at 180. Like, who cares? You know? But we, we're in this society where it's been traditionally frowned upon to have feelings. Yeah. And that's quite sad, you know? And, and, and that's, where, that's why people gravitate towards you, because you're vulnerable about things. And you don't have an agenda, mate. You, you're you, you know, and, 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 and that's, what, that's what's actually, and, and, and this is probably not a word that people would think that I would use to describe the situation, but it's quite beautiful because it's just pure and it's understanding feel and the importance of feel in human performance and the importance of, of, of vulnerability, you know? And I, I remember... <laughs> I remember someone coming up to me, you'll like this one, mate. And it, it actually, I think it sounds a little bit arrogant, but it's so true. Someone came up to me in early 2020 and they said, you don't know what vulnerability is, do you? 
And I looked at them and I said, excuse me? They say, you just think you're, you're, you've got this, you know, iron shield around you and, and, and you're not very vulnerable. And, and two months earlier, I'd sat, stood on the start line of a 400 meter athletics track and I vowed to run around it nonstop for 24 hours. I told the media I was gonna do it. Hundreds of people came down to watch and support. And I was like thinking in my head, that's about as vulnerable as I could possibly be. I put myself totally out there. I tell the line on these races that are crushing my soul in a number of situations, we're vulnerable. And we've all got this incredible amount of vulnerability if we identify with it and if we share it and if we, if we open up. And you know, if people are, are listening and, and, and are, are, some stuff's resonating, some stuff they hate as for mate, that's just the way podcasts go. But if they're thinking like, I, I just encourage people to, and you might have to write it down, get yourself a black notebook, but in what ways am I vulnerable? What, what ways am I being vulnerable? And it's not a weakness. But how am I putting myself out there? How am I exposing myself to my own personal growth? And really, how do I feel? Like, yeah. And what behaviors of mine and those in my circle make me feel in what ways? Because that's the thing. Like, and it, like, how many people do people follow on Instagram? Oh, this fucking idiot's doing this again. I'm like, mate. Stop following him. He's making you feel shit every time you look at his story, you know. And, and it's just, it's, it's we're we're a complex lot, you know. It's 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 funny. Yeah, I, I always say like that. There's enough things in life that are going to make you feel bad by proxy. Unavoidable things in life. Yeah. Don't don't elect them. And I think in training, it's it's really salient because because we don't pay attention to our feelings and how things make us feel and, and, you know, note that and accept the feel like we're so like, Oh yeah, it was a good session. Why? Yeah. What, what made that? Yeah. Because you know what, when you start having shit sessions, you're not going to know how to get back to that place because Correct. you weren't willing to acknowledge that, you know what? I actually love doing this thing. And I think a lot of in training, a lot of it is like, Oh, that I'm just doing what everyone else is doing or I'm doing this. And yeah. that. Um, and you're not then able to pick out like, oh, I, I really enjoyed that. Well, do more yeah. of that. Do more of that. Yeah. Unless you are, you know, a high end in your sport or, you know, your job or your life or your lifestyle it depends on you being really good at these one or two specific things. What's probably more important is that you just fucking enjoy yourself because yeah. there's going to be, there's 24 hours in a day. <coughs> you don't get to choose how shit they all are. Some of them, you know, some of them are going to be shit and there's nothing you can, there's nothing you can do about it. You know, you can, yeah, you can yeah. and you can control your reactions and things like that. But another good tool is how about the elective ones you get, the ones you get to choose what you're doing. And that's why I think training is such an incredible privilege. You're basically pressing yeah. pause for an hour. You're pressing yeah. pause for an hour on your entire life. Who, there's a lot of people that don't get that. There's a lot of people that don't get to do that. They yeah. don't get to do yeah. this pause on their life. Their life is hard. And to be, yeah. be in a position to be able to press pause on your life for an hour is one of incredible privilege. Make the most of it. Like, don't then make it miserable for yourself. Sometimes training is miserable and that's the good thing about it. 
that's what, yeah, totally. that's what you were going for. But don't just do stuff that you don't want to do because you know it looks like what everyone else is doing. And do yeah. pay attention to the times when you're extra not miserable training, right? Yeah. And make, yeah. and make the most of them. And it's not until, like you say, until you, you sometimes it is about getting that getting that black notebook and yeah. say what felt so good about that session. And it's often not, oh, the you know, the 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 push press moved well. Yeah. Or, yeah. Oh, I had these tunes on, or this person was in the I actually trained with this person and this felt really great. Or um, yeah. I did this movement I've never done before. I should incorporate that more. And it's not until you actually start paying attention to the to the feels. And like to just to give an example, like I started paying attention to the times of day when I enjoy running the most. <coughs> right. It, you know, and it, it oftentimes it's like literally a case of no metrics, no heart rate monitor, the sun's yeah. going down. I know where I'm running out from and I know what route I need to take to make sure I can see the sunset for the entire route right and it's yeah. so like so th there's nothing to it there really is nothing yeah. beyond that makes me feel good and I, i'm taking yeah. away so much more than just 10 kilometers on my legs yeah I'm taking away yeah. like a really beautiful experience and yeah. we can all do that but we have to actually embrace it we have to have that, that's the thing mate like people i i think what what you're getting to and what we're sort of on about here is is just it's making things so much purer and simplified than the world actually makes them and i i like the fact that you're on the black book bus as well because that was going to be one of my points like you know every app under the sun asks us you know how was it rate it yeah. and if, if you you know and it's the same for, for the training apps how was that session you just hit something just to yeah. like, close that screen, shut that workout and get back to WhatsApp or something like that. But when you take your, you know, I've got mine here. When, when, when you take your black book and your pen and you sit and you write, now you're in a completely different mindset. There's no distractions. And it's what I do with, with, with people that I mentor. Like I get some emails and there's like, they choose the time. And people are like, he gets them to send them emails, like, this is not revolutionary. No, it's not. Again, it's really simple. But I'll say to people, you're not allowed to send me your weekly update by WhatsApp, and you're not allowed to write the email on your phone. You're going to sit down, and you're going to look at your computer, and you're going to sit, and you're going to write it. And these very simple things make the process and make us so much better. Yeah. With, you know, everyone, mate, I embrace tech. It's, it's amazing. I can, you know, I've got clients in London and, and, and I can see where they ran this morning and I can tune their program for tomorrow's workout based on, based on tech. And that's amazing. But I think we get too caught up in tech and we stop and the way to, we stop being able to understand how we really feel and the way to go back to it is exactly what you said. You go for a run. There's no metrics. It's cool. And you get back and you have a small reflection, just write down three things. And if people are struggling, if people think that, 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 that AT and I are talking absolute shit here, just try it. I challenge you to write down after your workout, after your run, just write on a piece of paper three things about the workout. They don't all have to be good, but just write them down. Do it for a week and your whole fucking life will change. And that, this goes back to what we were talking about, about empathy and having to have 
proficient communication skills and i think you have to have proficient communication skills with yourself because <laughs> yeah. an idea yes. in your head is just nebulous right and that yeah. and that actually one star on the app is the perfect representation of that because it's like <laughs> from what i can see in my head yeah that was a four star i guess but once you start putting that pen to paper yeah you start communicating it starts it's less nebulous and you start to actually define how you feel. And it's not until then, it's almost like um, you're reading it with blurred vision in your brain. And then as you start to sharpen right. it, that's when you go, ah, oh, it was the sunset. That's yeah. what the good thing was. Cause you were like, I don't know. I just felt good. I guess I must've ate well that day. I guess yeah. and then you start <laughs> yeah. looking at it. You're like, no, no, no. It's because I went this route and I was, I was this, yeah, there are a lot of people in this conversation. I have a lot. There are a lot of people that are like, oh, I ain't got, I ain't got time for all of that. I ain't got time for all of that. And I'm like, you haven't got ten minutes in the morning to sit down and scribble yeah. on a pen and paper three things that you like. You're, yeah. Don't, you can put people off by using terms like gratitude and things like that. Yeah, <laughs> totally. And I get that. So you know, in my yeah. my daily journal, it is three things I'm grateful for. It is yeah. three things I want to do better than yesterday. It is the one thing that if I got finished today, it would give me contentment. Those are my questions I ask myself every day. But you, right. you know, some people are like, oh, it's all wishy-washy. And you're like, you just do it. Just yeah. write down because you, you might, so many people are sat in their head and they're like, oh, my life shit, or I hate my job, or it's this, it's that, and I'm so wound up that that, again, it's like the blurry vision. They need to zoom in and go, oh, but the thing is I do have a great relationship with my kids. That's amazing. Yeah. Or, um, you know, my, my husband always makes sure that he's, you know, he picks up food on the way home every night, things like that. That's so little yeah. that you, yeah. you lose sight of it and you need to write it down because in your head, it's just like an amorphous blob of feelings. Yeah. And it, you, you have to pull it out and put it on paper and then reread it to go, I'm pretty lucky. Yeah. It, totally. and it's the same with your your workouts and it's the same with anything three things that you loved about that workout well guess what now you've fucking written it down you can do it again yeah exactly but if you, you never know the recipe yeah, yeah exactly that but if you never write it down you'll just get that's the exact word there recipe that's you're what just it is like now. banging stuff in the pan all the time and you're yeah. like, oh that doesn't taste like it did before that doesn't taste like it did before start taking notes and the next time yeah. you can go oh okay it's because i used this different bit of kit and it's because I did it outside or it's because whatever, totally. I had my lucky pants on, whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> like, and so you just have to be aware of it, don't you? And you have to let yeah. yourself, you have to, I think for a lot of people and I think for a lot of guys, especially, and these are the guys that I want to talk to um, because this is, you know, these are the people I grew up with who are going to go like, oh, I'm not, I, I can't get on board with all that shit. And yeah. like, yeah, but try, it will make your life infinitely better if you do. Like, yeah. It's not going to affect you negative. It can't affect you negatively in any way. And it's so no. weird. And we like, so like, it's almost toxic, isn't it? That we're like, yeah. we have yeah. this. And I think it needs people like, <coughs> like yourself to stand up because nothing, no matter what anyone says about the fact that you, you know, oh, what you write a little diary, do you, mate? You have a little diary. You got a little padlock on it of your sweetheart, no matter what yeah. anyone says. That doesn't take away from the fact you did a 250 kilometer self-supported race across the Sahara. Like, yeah, it right. Right. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, I do have a little diary, but I also did this. Um, yeah. And I, you know, I was also hit by a truck and pulled through. And nothing, yeah. that's why I kind of say that for us being vulnerable, 
is kind of okay because we've got these things where no matter what we say, people are like, well, we've still got that. Yeah. Um, and I guess, but you have to do that. You have to be the example. You have to be the one saying it. Yeah. For, in order to get the message across, right? And I think, and in this again, it goes back to that idea of having people that people can relate to doing the stuff yeah. that you want to be doing then it opens, yeah. up, opens up your mind to it. Yeah, it does, mate. And I think the, the relatable thing is actually super interesting because we work a job. Like we're all, and this is, this is what I say to, to, to all the people, to the coaches, to, to clients that we have come through the gym. This is, we do this shit for fun. But our fun makes us feel better. There are no pro athletes around here. You know, we just, we're doing this because we know it makes us feel better. So let's be conscious. Let's start to live a lot more consciously about what really makes us feel better at certain times. Yeah. And then let's plug that in because that's all that I'm trying to do for you. And, you know, you, you often see it, mate. You see it in, in marriages. You see it in all sorts of different jobs and relationships, like something so simple, you know, and, and a, a great book that I only actually got around to, to reading recently, The Five Love Languages. You know, I read it, and I'm like, fuck the love part. Like, that's important, but this is life. Like, how are we serving each other, and how are we doing things? Like, if you're a coach are you constantly programming a workout on a Monday morning that a client is never doing and then not asking the client why they're not doing it? Yeah. You as a coach have to find out what makes them tick at five o'clock on a Monday morning, you know, and you're only going to be able to do that if you've carried out that exercise in your own life yeah. because you, you can't teach what you don't know. And that's why I, I, I it's interesting because you touched on it a little bit earlier, mate, about coaches and athletes. I actually think that not all athletes will make good coaches, but I think that a lot of good coaches have been athletes because they fucking know what the, co what the athlete is feeling like. And that's why I, I've, I've always been a massive believer in doing It's how I've got into ultras. I, I, I've, 45-year-old lady came to me and said, can you help me to prepare for an ultra? And I was like, I've never run one. I said, I'm willing to do all the research. I'm, and obviously, like, next day I go and I fucking sign up for one because I'm like, how can I coach this lady if I, if I, if I don't know? But we have to do, we have to do to, to learn. And the only way we learn is, is, is then by asking ourselves what the doing felt like you know, and then we can start to plug it in. And, 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 and I don't want to lure people into a false sense that, you know, just because these two twats on this podcast said, you know, write in your little book every now and then you'll have great workouts all the time. Guys, you'll still have fucking shit workouts. Yeah. You'll still wake up some days and think, fuck, really? But you've now got the tools to go, this workout's not going too well. Think back, what did I write in the book? And because you've written it, you're very conscious about it. I'm going to change the track of the workout. You wake up, you won't feel good. What, did, what made me feel good? Uh, opening the curtains, looking at the sun. Okay, it's coming to autumn. It's fucking shit. Next, next tool, um, cup of coffee. Yeah, coffee's, uh, I'm out of coffee. Next tool, do you know what I mean? And you've armed yourself with all these tools and you'll have more tools than you'll have I don't know if this is going to sound right, but you'll have more tools than you'll have problems. Yeah. Because your problems are finite. 
they, they, they literally will be, but your tools are fucking infinite. And it's not, we're not just flathead Phillips screwdrivers here. We've, we've got tools that the flathead and the Phillips both work in harmony, which is, which again, people might think I'm talking out my ass, but think about it. It really works like that. And, and that's why this, this feel and this vulnerability and, and reflection, journaling, call it what you want. As you said, mate, like some people go, oh, fuck that, you know, and, and, and for some people it doesn't work. For some people, your three things sit down every night, just simply doesn't work. Holly yeah. would not do it, but Holly and I sit for dinner every single night and we talk about the day. And it's one of the highlights of my day every single day, mate. You know, and I'm going to go home tonight and I'm going to tell her about this great show and she's going to ask me who the guy was, what was going on, what we spoke about, and we're going to continue, which might sound a bit sad, but we're going to continue, I'm going to continue this conversation I'm having with you, with her. Yeah, and it's going it. to be awesome. Yeah. You know, it's going to be it. amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's unbreaking. Great word. Yeah. That's all we're doing, mate. Yeah. We're just, we're just linking feelings, actions, and, and, and really, that's how, that's how the whole thing works. I think this about people all the time. How can you expect, <coughs> expect to have good days when you can't even define for yourself what a good day is? And I love it, it. it's not until you start acknowledging it. And like you say, then you get those tools and you make things, you almost make things in your routine, your regime, you make them sacred because you just appreciate it. And I was, um, I was in the car with someone the other day and I was like, uh, oh, look at sunset, right? I'm like, look at sunset. <laughs> Look at it over the, over the week. And they were just sort of looking at me and I was like, listen, if you can learn, and it, it literally takes 30 seconds to learn how to appreciate a sunset or sunrise. You just look and you're like, yeah. wow, how many colors are there? Wow, look at the shapes. Wow, look at this. <coughs> look how different it is yesterday. I said, if you can learn to appreciate a good sunrise and a good sunset, you've got two things every single day that you're guaranteed. Yes. guaranteed. Yes. And you, until you... If you can learn to find that, like, yeah. like, oh, like it will stop me in my tracks. I'm, yeah. <laughs> so it's so weird, right? Because I, I've not yeah. always been like this. I didn't grow up some like forlorn artistic soul. Like I grew up <laughs> yeah. council estate. I was just, I'm just a bloke. But then you learn. Yeah. Then, it, then those things, like you say, that you start to appreciate your cup of coffee. Yeah. And instead of just like coffee gone down, you're like. Oh yeah, like yeah. Hell, this this one smells really good, and it's not until you start paying, like I said, until you start paying attention to what makes your day good, you'll yeah. never you'll never know, and then you don't have the tools to go. You've just you've actually just prompted a thought, mate, that the smell of the coffee is one of the tools that I actually use. Yeah, because some days I sniff it and I get uplifted from the smell. Yeah. But for example, today, I didn't, if I think back this morning, not, that wasn't in my routine. But it's like, it's these small things that, and I mean, obviously everyone's looking for big gains, everyone's looking for, you know, but yeah, it's so, it's so true, mate. And then they, they become, because you, 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 you bring them into your consciousness and work with them, you then start to program your subconsciousness with these great things. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, I'm sat here now, and as you can probably see, the sun is in my face, and it's beautiful. Yeah. Like, 
it's, it's, it's amazing. And everyone's going, these two are off their fucking butt. Like, <laughs> they high? Are they, are they high? Is there a rogue? How many pills like, have they taken before? They yeah. <laughs> <laughs> these two fitness guys that think they're all buff and talking about 10% and talking about smelling coffee and sunrises. Fuck, right? This is life. <laughs> like you say, though, those are the tools. And it's not until you acknowledge them and you put them in the good times. You acknowledge them in the good times. Yeah. You, you factor that in. And the smell thing is a, bit, a big one. I was actually a while back I was having that and I was like you just got to learn to appreciate good smells because you know you smell that coffee you smell that food you take that second to go oh like I'm lucky and yeah. I was chatting to a friend of mine and he was kind of like he was kind of like oh really like what how good can it do and this this is so crass but I'm going to say it anyway but I was like yeah I guarantee if you walk past someone wearing the perfume of the of the fittest girl you've ever like you know uh, you know that that ex yeah. you never wanted to lose or something like that i guarantee your knees will go weak that's yeah. how powerful this stuff is like you didn't consciously yeah. onboard that one yeah like, like of course you do you're like oh i miss her right you can't you yeah. can't help it yeah. and it's yeah. the same and totally. you just got to learn to put those things in and appreciate yeah. the sunrise and appreciate the smell of the coffee and it's not until yeah. you open up and you can extract this extrapolate this out to your workouts oh, yeah I like, I like using this bar or you know then you can learn then like you say i'm going to change tact but you need to know what makes you happy you need to know what makes a good day before you yeah. can guarantee one right 100 percent, mate yeah and that's that's all it is it's just you know I, I i spoke to a lot of people through 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 my podcast as, as i'm sure you have mate and one of one of the greatest things is He's just living, like, we live this weird, like, unconscious life, mm. you know? And, and I'm not asking you to be totally wired for 24 fucking seven, you know, but take pockets of your life and just be really conscious about them and then work on them. And like you said, unpack that, deal with it. Like, some of it might be a bit ugly. It's, listen, probably two nights out of seven, our dinner turns into quite a heated debate. And like I, I think I said earlier, like sometimes like it doesn't really go too well, but that's the, but we've got five nights out of seven that yeah. we grow as humans, you know, and we're growing in this state of consciousness. And, and, and that's really, and, you know, folks that have, have, have been into, you know, some of the biggest apps through, through last year is, what is it, Headspace and Calm, a little bit more meditation, you know, I'm all for that kind of stuff. That's all we're doing. We're just, we're just playing with consciousness and we're just, you know, we're just really coming into, into, into the present and just understanding what's going and, and coming and not, being, and not being super stressed about it, you know, and not, you know, I just shot up a video today that I randomly made when I was running through the desert about, you know, a lot of the time stuff and our first reaction is just to fight back and yeah. we become quite aggressive in, in certain ways and we just don't need to be we can just be you know we we can process this it's cool guys yeah. you know the greatest fitness saying you got this mate yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. it's almost it's like we're on a race to the grave sometimes and that's why you're so defensive yeah. you're like, don't don't slow me down which is so yeah. weird like, <laughs> I, I, I watched a video this morning actually it's a prime prime example and you you were you stopped yourself mid-conversation because it reminded me of something i did the other day you stopped yourself mid-conversation was it a saharan gazelle am i right in saying that yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so you stopped gazelle. yourself yeah. and you're like oh there's a saharan gazelle because you're in the moment and you're like oh yeah. how fucking cool is that 
How cool is that? And, uh, I, was out, I was out on a rock the other day and I was literally filming my story and I, and I turned my head around because I'd, I'd seen this cat looking at me in a, in a, like on a, just off the path. And I literally said, I'll be back in two seconds. I've just seen a cat. And I was like, yeah. I swear to God, I swear it's so weird. I had like 40 kilos in dumbbells in this backpack as well. And I like bent down and like stroked this cat and then just cracked on with my day because I'm not on autopilot. I'm not yeah. like rushing to get this thing done right now. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm mindful of what's around me and it does just make a huge, huge difference because yeah. you, you, miss so, you, miss the, you miss so much good stuff. When you, the, the expression is literally wake up and smell the coffee, right? Yeah, yeah. This is this is why you and I will never make it as YouTubers, mate, because it's all about getting the attention and this, that, and the other. We're just there, just going, yeah, dude. Like, oh fuck, there's a snake. Anyway, about that, you know I mean? but it's it's true, mate. I, I I know it's a little bit of a tangent, but I, I was doing some work with with an agency, and they're you know trying to help my profile and all the shit as as you did. They're like, Marcus, you work too much. They're like. You need to get the you need to get the viewers' attention. You need to do this and that and the other. And I, I was watching some of my, my bits of content, mate, and I'm like, that's not me. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. this is me now. I don't know how long we've been chatting for. I don't care. Like, we're just having such a great time. We're so present. Everything's cool, you know. And we're able to jump on these tangents and then and then bring it back because that's what's happening and that's life, you know? And I, I, that's why I just genuinely wouldn't make a very good sort of YouTuber and, you know, or, or, or Insta bitch, you know, I'm just kind of over here doing my shit and just saying what I'm saying. And it's just like, oh, there's an elephant in the garden, you know, <laughs> that's yeah. cool. You know, there's a cat, I'll just stroke it. Hang on guys, you know, and everyone else is going, oh fuck, this guy, I like he's stroking a cat. Like, that's cool. Yeah. Be good with it, folks. It's yeah. cool. No, I, I think about this a lot. I always think like, oh, you know, if I played the game more, or there's certain things I know I could do. You know, I work in the media. I know how to sell stuff. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I could probably like 10x my income from fitness. But I'm like, yeah. but imagine just not enjoying it. Like, I, I work yeah. like silly hours. I'm like, imagine yeah. dragging through them. Like, I need, yeah. I need to have the flexibility to stop <coughs> and look at the cat. Like, because that's, yeah. what, that's what, do you know what I mean? That's what gets me through the day. Imagine doing like 18 so hours, of just like, boom. Yeah. Like, you know, not, not looking at the Saharan gazelle because you're like, hey guys, I need to tell you about this, you know, this new thing yeah. I've got going on. And you yeah. go through it. And I think for ultimately for me, that's not worth it. It's just not worth the No, but that's the thing as well, mate. You will, sort of what you said earlier, you know, your, your tribe will come because yeah. people will resonate. And, you know, if, if, if people are listening, they're trying to make it in podcasting or, or social media and stuff, like, this is the thing. Like, authenticity has been num rule number one for me since, since the start, you know, and I... I, I can't, you know, you, you take a great example and I've got so much respect for like James Smith. Like he's just done incredible, you know, and, and you know, the way he's got there, I, I don't love everything, but you pretty much know what you're getting with the guy, you know, at some stage he's going to call you a cunt, you know what I mean? It's just, that's the way it's going to go. And people can argue that, but I just think you, you just need to, you just need to be authentic. And if, if your way is, is, is chill, like I, we've got, you've got personal trainers in the world right now and leadership experts and people doing so well in their game. 
that don't even have a Facebook account, an Instagram account, a Twitter account, or know what a podcast is. Yeah. Like, that's the reality. And I've had some guys come to, for jobs with me. I'm like, okay, let's have a look at your socials just so I can get a bit of an idea. Don't use them. I'm like, okay, cool. How's your business? Yeah, I, I coach about, you know, 50, 60 hours of PT a week. Wow. Okay. So now, now we're on a different playing field, you know? But that's because their authenticity is bringing clients in a different way. Yeah. You know, that's just where, that's where they roll. And I think that's one of the biggest things, and this is another fucking crazy tangent, but, you know, what it's like you said, people don't know what a good day looks or feels like. A lot of people also don't know what a good life for them is, what yeah. they really want to be. And I'm, I'm good, mate. Like, take inspiration. I take some inspiration from some of your workouts and dance moves that you post up and, you know, the bicep curls half bent over. I was like, fucking, yeah, that's cool. Let's give that a shot. You know, all good. So take inspiration, but then take it back to you take it back to your values and your vision and really like, what do you stack up for? Because, you know, you're going to fall out with that guy on social media because one day he's going to post something that doesn't quite sit well with you. Do you know what I mean? And then, then who are you? And then the whole thing starts to, you know, unbuckle itself in a fucked up way, really. Yeah. Yeah. I think having your own, probably one of the single most important things in life is, coming to your own conclusions and having your own core vision and values and ethos, because then you're unshakable then, because then when the guy yeah. in social media that you're modeling yourself on and that James Smith's a great example, because yeah, he's doing what he's doing, but I wonder how many people who are trying to do what he does, but it's not actually in alignment with maybe their own. Yeah. With who they are. With who they are. And then one day he's going to do something that they don't agree with. And yep. they, you know, the world shattered because they, yeah. they haven't had the, the, the sort of fortitude <laughs> to build their own inner like core. And I, I do, you know, I think the sign of, uh, I say all the time, you don't have to like someone to agree with them and you don't have to agree yeah. with someone to like them. Yeah. And, uh, and then, you know, if you can look at someone and say, yeah, I don't generally, like generally I don't like that guy, but he's right in this scenario. Yeah. And not enough people, I don't think enough people can do that. Like, can, and that yeah, comes down to kind of knowing yourself, having your own centered ethos to be able yeah. to say, oh yeah, he's a really good friend, but that thing he actually said was really shitty. Yeah. 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 I, don't, I, don't, I don't agree with that hundred percent. And I'll, I'll find yeah. death on that point, but he'll <laughs> still be my friend. And conversely yeah. say like, I really generally speaking, don't like that dude at all, but he's a hundred percent right there. And I can't just, I'm not just going to not, I'm not just going to, you know, disagree for the sake of disagreeing because I don't like him. And it's too no. much. That's what goes on on social, right? We get it is, mate. It is. And, and uh, you know, people are, I think for want of a better phrase, people are just fucking scared to call people out because people are too sensitive. Like, you know, and I, I say this to all the coaches and all the staff that I have working for me. If I'm being a dick, tell me, because I don't want to be a dick. You know what I mean? And if I stand up and I give a talk to the staff and you don't agree with it, tell me. Maybe don't call me out if you don't feel comfortable. If you feel comfortable, call me out in the meeting. But if you don't, if you don't want to call me out in front of people, just come to me. Send me a message. Do something. 
and I want to be able to do the same, you know. And, and, and I had it the other day, mate. One of the coaches came up to me and he said, oh, one of the other coaches, you know, something. I said, have you spoken to him? And he's like, no. I said, well, why don't you go and speak to him and then come back and see me? He went and spoke to him. Three minutes later, five minutes later, he comes back. All sorted. We're great. I was like, do you feel better? He's like, I feel great. I said, same, mate. Just, just chat. Just be, like, I think as well, mate, it, it sort of takes, it takes a little bit of thick skin, doesn't it? You know, because we're all a little bit precious. And if I say, hey, to you, mate, well, you, oh, that was fucking shit. You know, and you're, you, you've got your guard up the whole time. You, but you're, you've got a personality that go, well, why, mate? Like, yeah. I'm open. Why? You know, but a lot of people are just going, fuck off. No, I'm right. Yeah. You're not always right. And, and it's, it, again, mate, it's, it's quite hypothetical, but it's also one opinion against, against the other. But I've done exactly what, what, what you said, mate. Like, I've, I don't like a lot of people. Like, I'm pretty sort of insular prick, you know. I don't really like a lot of people, but I like to listen to their opinions because sometimes they fucking teach me something. And I'm like, yeah. yeah, that guy, like, I'm not his number one fan, but have you heard what he said? And it's, it's the same, like, I'm not a massive fan of Joe Rogan, but I'll listen to some of his shows and I'll be like, bang, that was yeah. genius. He's so fucking smart in that scenario. You know what I mean? And, and, and I think that I'm not professing to have a super open mindset in a lot of things. I'm, I'm actually super close. But I think if we can get to that, then we also converse as humans in, in, a, in a, again, I'll use the word, mate, in a really beautiful way, you know, and, and just be open to people. Because for the most part, like I would tell you something because I want you to be better. Yeah. I'm not... Yeah, and I say this to Holly the whole time. Like, she can be a bit sensitive, sensitive because my delivery is fucking shit, mate. As you can probably tell, I'm like, Holly, that's fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? And she's like, sweetheart, I'm your wife, I'm this. And I'm like, yeah, mate, but I only have one gear of telling you that something's fact. I'm going to just say it's fact, you know. But it, it's sort of like, I'm only telling you because I love you. I want you to do better, right? I want you I to, want do, you to do better. You know, and I, I know my delivery shit. I know I could wrap things up a lot nicer, but it's just not really me, you know? And, and if you want that, go and speak to someone else, but I'm gonna, I'm only, and that's the problem as well, mate. There's, there's a lot of trust issues going around generally that we instantly feel that people are saying things to make us worse or to put yeah. us down. And, and, and that's why your tribe, your environment, your group, or the people that you call upon, you have to have a relationship with and, and, and trust implicitly. And also ask different people on different topics. At, at one stage, I, I had fitness coach, I had a running coach coaching me, I had a, a life mentor like for life goals, I had a business mentor, I had basically four different coaches because I knew that not one person could serve me in all areas and I needed to take all these different opinions. And I, I think, and that's quite hard work to report to four different mentors at once actually fucking ended up stressing me out. And I started <laughs> after a while, but you know what I mean? It was like, I knew that they had their, their limitations. And but I, I just think if, 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 if another thing that I could wish for in humanity, it would be that, you know, people are just straight with each other and, don't, don't say yes if you mean no, like, because yeah. it's not serving you. It doesn't make you feel better. 
it actually makes you feel more angry, you know, and, and we're just, and, and we're only going to do it to help each other. But then there's the assholes that just do dumb shit just to fuck each yeah, other over. That's where you go. <laughs> I mean, that, and that's what I say to people. And I think it is hard. I think if you're someone that wants to see people do better, sometimes no matter how, see, I, what an ongoing thing for me is to improve my communication and make sure I effectively convey what I actually mean. And yeah. with the sentiment with which I actually mean it. But if people are used to being on guard against criticism, no matter how, sometimes no matter how much you say and no matter, no matter how much your intention is to enrich this person, it's not, yeah. not going to come along. It's not going to no. come over well. And what, you know, one thing I always say to people regarding criticism and sort of disconfirming feedback is, is, is what the person's saying right or wrong? Well, if it's wrong, yeah. don't fucking worry about it. Yeah. Right. Then you're now in a position to get better. And it, yeah. it's like, you know, there are people that are just going to say shit for the sake of saying it. Or there's people yeah. that are literally just talking out of their ass when they say, <laughs> so, you know, it, those things should, it's hard. This is such a hard yeah. ongoing project, but those things yeah. should be under your skin. And the people who say things that, you know, will positively enrich you. Or if someone calls you out on your shit, good. That's an opportunity for you net to yeah. now get better. And if you're constantly pointing the finger at yourself and saying, what can I do to get better? Your life will get infinitely better. Because if you're constantly Correct. pointing it outwards and saying, yeah. oh, yeah, but that's because of this person or that's because of that person, you have no agency. Yeah. You yeah. are fucked. Because yeah, it's so all- true. Because trust me, there's always going to be someone that's standing in your way if, if that's your yeah. mindset, right? If that's yeah. your mindset. Yeah. And we all know people that have gone from job to job or this to that. Oh, this person didn't like me. Oh, that, that, this workplace was toxic. At some point, you've got to ask if it's you. <laughs> like, is yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And then, yeah, I think the thing with feedback is so important. And it needs, it needs to be a cultural shift, I think. Because no matter, like, trust me, no matter how good you are, or you think you are delivering sometimes information on like, Hey, I actually think there's a better way to do this. <laughs> yeah. Some yeah. People are always, it's always going to get some people's prickles up because they see it as a complete reflection on themselves and you're tearing them down. And yeah. Um, yeah. And you have, that's such a, that's a really difficult thing to, to overcome. It is such a yeah. difficult thing to, because we live in our own heads, right? Yeah. But a book, if folks want to, read something about it a book i read recently is never split the difference by chris Buss. he was actually interviewed on the high performance podcast and a lot of these and and basically he was a he was a negotiator negotiator for the fbi brought hostages out of buildings for like 20 something years really really quite impressive and a lot of sort of self-help books they'll they'll confuse a lot of people Whereas this book, it's not really a self-help book. He's, he's talking about how to negotiate. And he gives you strategies to use. And they're mind-blowing. I started using them in various scenarios. when Because everything's a negotiation, right? Yeah. You giving feedback to someone is a negotiation. So what I would question is, okay, my, my way of giving feedback, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. With some people it does, some people it doesn't. So what am I doing wrong? And it, it, it circles back to, to what you said there, mate, is, is, is a little bit of ownership is pointing it in, you know, and, and that's why, you know, I'm, again, I like bits of his work, Jocko Wilkin, uh, Extreme Ownership, yeah. Willing, that's it, yeah. 
You know, his book, Extreme Ownership, it's good. The, the, the clues in the title, as yeah. with most of his books. Um, but, you know, it is, and, and that's what I always say to, to all of our coaches, it's like, okay, if a client's not happy and leaves us, I'm totally fine with that. But what could we have done better? Yeah. You know, they were, oh, the client was, you know, a bit whingy and this and that. Okay, cool. Easy. That's fine. That's the client. Screw that. We've lost the client. You, you go. What can you do better? What stages could you have been better? Could you have been better in this initial consult? Could you have been better in this? Could our front desk have been better? Could I have been better? Did he want to speak to the guy that runs the joint? You know what I mean? And, yeah. and if you're constantly, and it, it does circle back to what we're talking about, about like being in touch with feelings and, and a little bit of journaling as well. It's like, okay, what, I, I own it. I own the fact, you know, how can I make my work environment better? Can I change the music? Yeah. Can I change where the tables are can i suggest that we change the tables yeah. and if, if you know I, I remember one of my friends he's he's been in the hotel industry for, for a number of years he said mate we can change the feeling and the energy of an area of the hotel just by moving one plant he said it will change the whole thing he said so if people are not feeling the environment we'll just move a plant around yeah. and you can do that. If you think you work, if you're listening right now and your environment's toxic, buy a plant and yeah. put it in the room or move a plant move or move plant. something. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I don't even spend money on it. Just yeah. move something. And, you know, stop saying that John next to me is a miserable prick and I have to sit next to him eight hours a day. Look at why you think John's miserable. Yeah. You know, you're not talking. You're John thinks you're an absolute fucking miserable prick too because you yeah. never make him smile, and that's yeah. why he's miserable. That's why he's miserable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one of the before I say this, actually, one something you said back there that I think is so important is when you just said to the, your coach, "Have you spoken to him?" No. Yeah. Well, start there. Uh, and how, <laughs> how many things in life, like how many plants don't we move in life because we think it's someone else's responsibility or yeah. it's, that won't make it like, have you tried? And how many people are just at, like you say, you're sitting next to you, two miserable pricks sitting next to each other, both, <laughs> both thinking they're the miserable one, but yeah. both actually being funny as fuck guys, but yeah. they're like never talking. And it, like seven words that I think had a profound effect on my life are what part of this is my fault. Yeah. And so many, like, whenever things happen now, I actually verbally clock, like, stop myself. If I say to someone, oh, so-and-so didn't do this, or they were supposed to do this, I'll stop myself and I'll go, but I guess I could have done blah, 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 blah. Yeah. What yeah. part of this is my fault? And then you're actually in so much more control of your life then. Yeah. Because you're not constantly at the whims of people not doing things that they didn't even know they were supposed to bloody do. Yeah. Because yeah. you just assumed or like... You, mate, in a, in a really fucked up way, if you take that mindset, you now control the situation. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, yeah. You now control it. So you control John's mood. If you're asking, if you're going back to extreme ownership, if you're going back to point in within, you control it. So once you've got control, you can do anything. Yeah. And everyone wants to be in control. Like yeah. that's human nature. We want to control things. Yeah. You know, which is, it's, it's, it's mental. The psychology of it is, is mental, but it's so true. Like yeah. you can control John. He's your puppet. Make him dance. Do you know what I mean? Like you can literally make him dance. Yeah. 
and we but we yeah we all long for control and choice but then we just sit on a roller coaster yes and let let everything be like the guy on whose fingers on the button is in control yeah. it's crazy when there's so many there's so many areas in your life where if you just say cool what part of this is my fault what yeah. make this situation better sometimes even if it doesn't pan out just the simple act of ownership is actually the solve that you need is actually the catharsis yeah. that you need to go totally. i tried like yeah i yeah. did everything and i think a lot of the times the, the stuff that people are miserable about when they're like oh he didn't do this he didn't do that it's because they secretly know that neither did they one thing i always have with the boys at work when they're like this is obviously going off on a mad tangent but if something hasn't been done they'll be like who didn't do this and i'll always say no one did it because it didn't get done it's not a case of who if something hasn't been done it's not a case of who didn't do it because no fucker did it all of us didn't do it and in fact you're the worst of them because you've just noticed it (laughs) 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 and instead of going and doing it you're like who didn't do that (laughs) i think it helps to foster a culture of just not blaming because blame culture is so easy it's such a cop out but it doesn't make you happy correct mate no totally Exactly. Another book that obviously talks all about this and and, and pretty much wraps up a lot of what we've been talking about is um, Legacy by James Kerr, which is all about the All Blacks and the sort of seven rules that that they had. And that's a very easy read and a very, very simple book that actually just go, yeah, I can make a big difference. You know, and and it's really, and that's why they're the most successful sports team whatever all time or i don't know how it goes they, they're pretty fucking good right yeah you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah they're doing all right <laughs> yeah <laughs> that, Amazing. Uh, that brings us on quite nicely to the i've got a toolbox talk which is a round of quick fire questions but the first question yeah. is if you could make one book or piece of media compulsory reading for other people new to the industry or training or just anyone what would it be it doesn't have to Mate, be uh, yeah no i i still think Richard Branson is really an icon for entrepreneurs, which his book, Losing My Virginity, absolutely brilliant. And I, I think, and this is a little bit of a caveat, sorry to make it long, not a caveat, but a sort of access to that. In the fitness industry, as a trainer, rock up and see it as your business and you'll be a lot more successful. That's, you know, yeah. I think entrepreneur mindset, and not everyone is going to be on their own eventually. But if you work like that, you'll work with passion, you'll work with energy, and you'll be a lot more successful. Losing My Virginity by Richard Branson. You've got to get rid of that them and us mindset, haven't you? The boss of me, it's the boss of me. This is my business. We're all part of it. Yeah, we're all part of it. It's nice. If you could go back in time and speak to yourself in the first year or two of your training or your career or just your adult life, what advice would you have for yourself? I think at the start, mate, I was probably like, I would not have had this conversation that we had today. I think I, as you do at that age, I think I thought I knew a lot more and I wanted to speak more than I wanted to listen. And I know I've been talking a lot in the last couple of hours, folks, but I actually do like listening because that's where you learn. So like, if one piece of advice would be listen more than you talk, Marcus. 
yeah 100 percent. that 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 would i would resonate very heavily with <laughs> yeah 100 percent. that's why we've talked so well for yeah. two hours right? <laughs> obviously though it's dripping in irony really isn't it <laughs> What's going these two wankers? <laughs> and they're going, just listen more. You just got to listen more. <laughs> what one or two daily or weekly habits or actions possibly unique to you do you feel have contributed most to your success? Wow. I think the time that I spend with Holly contributes massively to, to my success. And I think if you call it success because she is probably the one person mate that turns around and does what i was talking about earlier and tells me i'm being a dick you know um so i think that's one one thing the second thing mate and i found this even more prevalent as time and tech has become more invasive on our life over time is disconnecting um i'm quite bad at it that's probably why I run so much because no one can talk to me. Yeah. Uh, you know, literally at the start of every week, I'm like, I won't, I won't, I won't. And I get better. You know, I'm now up to about normally now it's about four days to reply to an email and I'm totally fine with that. Like nothing's that urgent. Yeah. WhatsApp's difficult, but I'm at two or three days unless it's, unless I feel it's really urgent. So, yeah. you know, those things I think, I think really help, mate, because we need time. We, we can't be on the whole time. So Yeah. One of the biggest things I, one of the biggest, hardest rules I set myself was stop giving my phone number out because, yeah. you know, you can check your email inbox whenever you, when you choose, you can check your DMs when you choose. If you give someone your phone number, it's the, yeah. cheat, it's the cheat code to your attention at any time. As yeah. much as you said, like you said, WhatsApp's more difficult because you, it's easy to say, I just won't reply for a bit, but that's in your yeah. head now. You're formulating that reply. It's got your attention. So like for me, I, I have to be hard and fast with it. And sometimes people are like, oh, give me your phone number. And I'll just be like, hey, just to be clear, I just don't give my phone number out. You've yeah. got my email address. It's just as efficient. Um, yeah. It's as simple as that because you give someone that's the key to your attention and you know when i'm with my Correct. when i'm with my like with my daughter there's yeah. a, there's a finite amount of people i want voices to be in my head then and i can yeah. choose then to go right i don't want to check my dms i don't want to check yeah. my email inbox but if someone sends you a text like oh hey did you manage to do that thing you're like oh for fuck's sake that's in there yeah. now, isn't it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. totally mate. big one yeah can you name one item that you've purchased or acquired relatively inexpensively that's given you a huge return on your investment, whether that's training, personal life, just something someone could go out and buy now that would give them a huge return? To be honest, mate, I, I, I was a very late to the party on a Kindle and I got a Kindle about six months ago and it's changed the way I read. I was never that into it. I had Kindle on iPhone for a while. It was crap. And I was like, screw it. I'm going to buy a Kindle. It also keeps me in good stead with Holly because I like to read two or three books at once. So I'd have a book on the coffee table, a book in the toilet, and a book by my bed. And she hates mess. So I'm not allowed actually a book anywhere. So yeah, Kindle, it's not super cheap, but it's, it, it's really, it's made a big change in the way that I read things and I'm massively enjoying it. 
I've actually been on the fence with the, the Kindle actually. And I, I would, you know what? I was on the fence with the AirPods for ages and AirPods would be my answer to this question. Really? So I think that kind I think you saying that has just pushed me over where I feel like <laughs> it's one of those things that will change your. Yeah. Like, well, you can connect, you can connect your AirPods to your Kindle. And if you've also bought the book on Audible, when you can't read or you're not going to read it, yeah. you can audible it. So yeah, that's, that's why I think that's why AirPods were the biggest change for me is I got into yeah. reading again because like the logistics yeah. of having time to read can be difficult. Um, yeah. Whereas Audible, like I stick it on and I have stuff on in the car. I have stuff on when I yeah. go morning walks, like the amount of book. And like you, I like to have two or three going at the same time, which I think yeah. is totally fine. Like, yeah. Funnily enough, I was listening to Naval Ravikant book, and he was saying just that. He was like, "So you saying have four or five books going? Yeah, because yeah. Then one disengages you, switch on to the other one." Well, that's the thing, mate. Like, I was reading a book earlier in the year called "The Cancer Code" to um, my game, my knowledge on cancer, and it's heavy, mate. It's really fucking heavy, you know. And the same, I'm, I'm the second time reading Jordan Peterson's 12, Ru- 12 Rules for Life. I was just going to reference that as the one that I had to switch off a few times and have yeah. to time off of, yeah. You do, mate. And then, but now I've got to this point of like, right, there's 12 of these fucking rules. I'll just read one and then I'll just relax for a while, you know, and, and it's cool. So, yeah, I like my Kindle, mate. It's good. Cool. All right, you've you've convinced me. Yeah, <laughs> if you if you've got an Amazon affiliate, send it over and you'll get a kickback. <laughs> Influencing. Um, if you could perform only one exercise or movement for the rest of your life, what would it be and why? And I'll give you running. You can have running. You can run all your life. <laughs> like one resistance training movement. I think. I would struggle to move away from a burpee, mate, mm. because I can speed it up, slow it down, add bits to it. A little bit of a cheat here, but yeah, I think I've, I've actually never been asked that question. That's a, that's a very good one, mate. And, and most people go, burpee, they're gross. But yeah, I, I just think, you know, and, and we have it sometimes with the coaches, they're like, uh, guys, we've got burpees in the program three times this week. I'm like, yeah, and so, they're fucking yeah. great. Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, mate, it's probably, I, I would love just to say bench, but, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm exactly the same. I guess there's two, I guess there's two ways you can approach this question. There's like a spiritual and a physical way. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. physically, if I had to really think about it, I'd be like, mm, I'll do a full clean and press because I've got a big pull. I've got a full squat. I've got a big overhead press. But spiritually, I'd be like, I want to fucking bench press. <laughs> so good. Obviously. And I love that. I love burpee. I think it's one of the greatest movements. I think yeah. the whole anti-burpee movement is hilarious because when people are yeah. like, show me what's functional about burpee. What's functional about being able to get <laughs> up off yeah. the ground? Are you insane? And people exactly. It's just what coaches do when they've run out of ideas. Not really. It's the first thing I think of. (laughs) I don't don't get to the end and add burpees. I start there. It's It's not a filler. Yeah, it's totally. It's as arbitrary as riding a bike or rowing. It's it's all arbitrary, isn't it? Yeah, really, truly, it is. And I think, yeah, like you say, you can speed them up, you can slow them down, you get any sort of effect out of it with a full body movement that moves all of your joints for a huge range of motion. 
it's beautiful be better yeah likes it absolutely exactly dude where can people find you online easiest thing is my instagram mjd underscore smith and as i say on every show i do if you message me i will message you back it might take a day normally i get to my instagram within 24 hours because i appreciate any message ask me stuff i'm there to help and if i've got a solution i'll send it over to you and if i can't i'll tell you i have no clue <laughs> well uh dude i really appreciate your your time today it's been a very thought-provoking um yes! set of conversations i would say i think we've made this was cool mate it's um it's been a good week for it actually because like, we, we we had someone come in and chat to us on, on monday and it was supposed to be an hour slot and it went for three hours and and as i said before we started recording you know and you said we can go for as long as you want i was like we're in for a good one here yeah. so i i really appreciate it mate thank you so much for the questions because to talk about this stuff helps me a lot and it's therapy and and, and it's growth for me so i appreciate you talking to me i really right. do I saw a meme the other day that said, if you ever want to get men to open up about their feelings, put a microphone in front of them and tell them it's a podcast. Uh, yeah. That's so fucking yeah. true. And it's so, it's so good. true, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I, yeah, don't yeah. Any, I don't see any harm in it. I'm like, yeah, cool. Well, I know. But it's weird though, isn't it, mate? Because if I said, if I said, AT, uh, I just want to give you a call for like two hours and have a real deep conversation. You'd be like, bro. Are you okay? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, fuck, I'm going to come around and check that you're all right, mate. But yeah, yeah it, it, it is weird, mate. And it's not, you know, I remember when I, when I first did like podcasts and was on the radio, you sort of get this real feeling that, oh, people are listening and I have to say the right things. But yeah, it's got to a stage now where they're just bringing out, I mean, this is what I do my podcast. It just brings out really cool conversations and, yeah. Mate, it's been, an, it's been an absolute pleasure. So thank you so much. Likewise, dude. I massively appreciate it. And hopefully, uh, hopefully we get to do it again in some capacity sometime. Yeah, you need to come over to Dubai. Oh, mate. Do you know when you put up the, uh, you put up, you were looking for coaches, right? Well, I'm, yeah. I'm at about 12% body fat at the moment, so I'd be fucked. But... <laughs> <laughs> I'd, so I'd, I'd soon trim up in the heat, I'm sure. But uh... yeah. <laughs> and I was like, dude, yeah, no, I, that's one of, I'm actually looking at, I've got your, uh, I've got your, like, your blurb open here from your website. Yeah. And there's, a, there's obviously a picture. Uh, you know, I can see the gaff. I can see Dubai. Yeah. Oh, mate. It's all right, mate. It's oh, not yeah. a bad spot. <laughs> it's on my list. It's on my list. We'll make that happen, dude. Awesome, mate. Enjoy thank you so much. Night, Cheers, care. buddy. Thank Bye. you. Bye-bye. And there we have it. Thank you for listening in. Guys, if you enjoyed today's episode, it would be greatly appreciated if you could drop us a review on your podcast app of choice. Any feedback you've got, please send it over via social media and don't hesitate to tell us what you would like to hear more of. I'm AT. This has been the Bulldog Gear podcast. Thanks for tuning in, guys.